All right, well, let's go ahead and start episode 91 after that nice pause. It gives me a second to see in the audio where to <laughs> start things. <laughs> to actually start. <laughs> to actually start the episode. Sure. My name is Tim. Joining me, of course, is Dan. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Baba Booey, Baba Booey. I'm good. How are you? And Jeff is here as well. Hello, Jeffrey. Hello. By the Ooh, way, I was trying to... We have a road near us Christmas. called, called uh, Woodman Drive, or is it Woodman That's That's Boulevard? That's and uh, and uh, my phone kept autocorrect. I was trying to tell my wife which McDonald's I was going to to pick up food for the kids on the way home. And I, it kept yeah. re- correcting it to Whitman. So I blame you because um, Apple knows that we spend way too much time all in the same group chat together. Sure, and sure. Pretty sure I'm trying to say Whitman. And uh, I wasn't. But anyway, it is what it is. What can you do? By the way, Thanks, uh, quick, quick thank you to I have to at least give some love to the wife for giving up this time on our anniversary. Uh, seven, oh, oh, 17 years of being married. And Wait, she's today? Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, a very, <laughs> a very uh, stunning and brave of her. Stunning. Very and brave. stunning. Very brave. Stunning Pretty fantastic. So but she, she knows that I was, I had to miss last week because we had a horrible outbreak of sick mm. children. I was going to just say children, but just let's say <laughs> sick children. And, uh, and so we had a lot to deal with together last week. And um, hey, if you can make it through that, you can make it through anything, kids. Just yeah, that, that sounded uh, like a tornado of nightmares. It so. was. It was everything. It was every reason that people who don't have kids will be. Like, <laughs> yep, that's why I don't have kids. Like, it was all of those things. <laughs> so, but anyway, we're back now. We've got some headlines to talk about. We've got a twenty questions that we'll see how we do. I think Jeff and I can handle it. Uh, Derek might be joining us later if he's able to get back and get online. I know he's got stuff going on. And then Kyle was supposed to join us, but some travel plans changed and he's going to have to get up at the absolute butt crack of dawn. So he needed to go to bed. Uh, not even dawn, way before dawn. He's going to be getting up yeah. way before the sun comes up. So, yeah. um, all right, so, Kyle. So, uh, but even though Kyle's not here, we're going to jump in with our first headline. This is kind of like an honor of Kyle. Let's just say this is uh, in <laughs> memoriam uh, since he's dead. He's obviously um, dead. That's what not being here means. IGN put out a list of the best Star Wars video games ever. Mm. And I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. I haven't looked at it yet. I just saw the headline and clicked on it. I've got the tab oh, open. Okay. I'm going to go through it and see what you guys think. Um, so it's not really news, but it's more of like, let's see what IGN's staff. And I think the way they rank them is similar to their game of the year. They kind of get in a room and they debate and they whittle them down. And they probably like we do with our game of the year stuff. So anyway, here they here we go. Number 10. Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi on the Super Nintendo from 1994. I remember this game. Sure. Side scrolling. That one's popular. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like. I don't it. think I've actually ever played that one, but I know it's good, popular. So. Yep. Yep. I played that one a little bit. Um, Star Wars Dark Forces 95. This was a PC game. Okay. First person shooter, very you know, kind of Doom Wolfenstein style a little bit. Um, Sounds original. Yeah. Star Wars Dark Forces. I remember some of the other Dark Forces. I don't think I played the original one, though. Um, but it introduced Kyle Katarn. I do remember that. And mm. he's the guy who headlines some of the other games, like Jedi Academy and Jedi Outcast. Um, yeah, he's a main character in those. Star Wars Battlefront Two from 2005. Now, this one I did spend a lot of time playing, because not only did you have all these playable characters, you could be Darth Vader, which was awesome. Um, but also it had these this multiplayer mode where you actually had space battles, but then you could land on a ship and then go take over the ship. Like it was really fun. Yeah. Like, that, that game was awesome. So battlefront two is at number eight. Number seven is Republic commando. I never played this. I can picture the cover art in my head. Like that one's pretty distinct, but I never played that one either. 
Yeah. Jeff, did you ever play Republic Commando? No, I can guarantee you I didn't play like more than half these games. <laughs> this one kind of <laughs> looks a little bit Halo inspired. If you look at some of the screenshots it's from 2005, um, I know it. I know it reviewed well and it's got a lot of fans. So I know this is a favorite. It came out on Xbox and PC back in 05. Number six is uh, Star Wars Jedi: The Fallen Order. I was hoping that one would be higher. To be honest with you, mm. um, deserves to be higher. Yeah. I mean, but again, I, I've only played like what three games or something for Star Wars. So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I like this game a lot. It's my favorite from that year. Um, Rogue Squadron 2 for the GameCube. Rogue Leader. Sure. Sure. So People do love are, that one. Those are very well loved. Uh, I played the first one, I think. I feel like I've played Rogue Squadron. I don't know if I played... Sc- that two. one was N64, right? The first one? I believe. I feel, I feel like that's I feel like that's the case. That's probably why yeah. I played it. GameCube was a system that I never actually owned. I borrowed one for a couple months one summer, but I never owned one. Um. All right. So that's number five. Number four is Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast. This one I can confirm is awesome. This is where you get to be Kyle Katarn. He's he starts the game with some crazy stuff happening, and then he needs to go and kind of relearn all these Force skills that he he's kind of suppressed the Force as it were. So he has to get retrained, which is the video game's way of allowing you to unlock skills throughout the game, basically. Um, but it's super fun, and by the end, you're just throwing force powers all over the place and you can go dark or light you can use lightning or push or pull and choke and all that stuff it's it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. i love that game uh, lego star wars is at number three the complete oh, come saga. on <laughs> <laughs> really the lego ones i mean i would even i would Those give fall in order a higher grade than the star the lego ones like come on so would i so would i God yeah so. they're really fun they don't deserve and again this is coming from an uneducated background but those Lego games are really fun, but I would never put them in any top ten list anywhere, unless it. But unless that list was best Lego games. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or yeah, or it's like <laughs> best, best kid game, best bad games. I don't know how to describe it. Like Legos, the Lego games aren't like good video games in terms of you know just the thons right? systems. Like no, yeah, it's great collectathons, unlocking characters, and it's silly. It's just good silly kid fun. Um, but I don't know if it'd be number three for me personally. Star Wars Tie Fighter is a PC game from 94. I don't even know what this is. Uh, their description is, it's the, still the best game about the Empire ever made. Sequel to X-Wing. Mm. Cast you as a TIE pilot. So, there you go. You're on the Empire side in that one. I never played it. And then number one is Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, okay. It's the number sure. one. Not there even two at all. They just yeah. don't even acknowledge two. Yep, it's, well, it's not on their top ten. Lego had to make it. So... <laughs> sacrifice had to be made interesting not Um, not like not like a bad list but i feel like some of that was people wanting to include games that aren't popular on like some of those pc games i'm like really dark forces is one of the top 10 star wars games ever made i don't know about that man but maybe it is i'm confused as to why the best star wars game isn't on the list uh dragon age inquisition (laughs) no that's why they did the open areas perfectly you know (laughs) right absolutely i mean like come on lego beats dragon come on come on yeah so there you go there's ign's hey this is ign's list all right if we did this list if we let kyle lead the way in making a list i feel like ours would be different although some games would make the list Um, ours would probably be better and would would be be accurate so (laughs) it definitely would be um all right, well, let's talk about some actual headlines here. This one's one of my favorites, and uh, I, I know, Dan, you added this. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, I just didn't add the extra stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, this is so funny. So Ridley Scott, he his most recent movie, The Last Duel, which I've heard is a good movie. Je- Jeff, you it's saw great. it, right? It's great. So I've, I've yeah. heard it's good. The reviews are good. It just didn't 
knock the doors off when it blow the doors off when it comes to the box office numbers. Okay. And, it, mm. and I, I probably would have guessed that even if you didn't have COVID going on and all this, like it didn't look like the kind of movie that was going to be a huge box office, mm-hmm. like yeah. blockbuster. When I looked at, just seeing the trailer, I was like, this looks like a well-made, well-acted, all that. It looks like a, a really good movie. And I would not have guessed to crack any top list for the amount of money that it made. It just didn't look like that kind of movie, but he's still mad about it. Cause apparently it bombed. <laughs> And uh, his quote is that it's because, and he's blaming, audiences brought up on effing cell phones. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, what is he saying there? I don't he know. Was, Tim, he was being more saying... specific. He he said, mo- he called them millennials. He means millennials. He said millennials? He said millennials. Yes, he did. <laughs> it's the millennials that only look at Facebook all day. I mean, is there a more boomer thing to say than to call millennials? Oh, yeah. It is the most justified reason to just say, okay, boomer. Are we sure that wasn't a typo? Like, he he definitely, I don't know. No, he said he was talking to, uh, it was on Marin's podcast. Oh, okay. Millennial. And he went, he, before he said that, he said he was happy with the marketing campaign, and I don't know how he could be. Because, yeah. Unless he wasn't paying attention to it, because it was pretty abysmal. It was pretty... It was not but good. It was not good marketing. It's one of the coolest movie posters, though, with the sword and like the silhouette. Yeah. I thought the movie poster was. The trailers were cool too, with her yeah. eye, kind of, like kind of like with her scene where and she's like testifying. Come, yeah, yeah, that was really yeah. good, man. Yeah. It's a really good movie. It's a Rashomon type movie where it's like three different perspectives told like in a different order and stuff. And yeah, I mean, let's be really... honest. It definitely COVID. I think had had affected it, but it's combined with the fact that yeah, like barely no, barely any marketing. Like, but what's he saying that it's it's millennials' fault? What does he mean? Like, because he's they... confusing millennials for Gen Z. Okay, but like, what's he millennials saying? Millennials are like our age interested and have kids in this. And right. So it, it's not. He's thinking of Gen Z people on TikTok that don't give a crap about medieval movies. <laughs> sure, sure. Just like the super, super okay, young so that crowd, he's like, saying that they're not interested in this genre. That's what he's saying? I think that's what he's yeah. trying to say, but he's just a old... I mean, he's like 80-plus years old, so yeah. it makes he? sense that he has this opinion. It matches his age. Scott is up there, man. He was already old when he wow. was doing Gladiator back in 2000, so yeah, he, yeah. he's not young. He's been I didn't actually know time. what his age was. Wow. I mean, Alien was 79, and yeah. that was his movie. And so he's been at it for a really long time. Yeah, it's well, no wonder all these newer, like, alien universe movies are all, like, people are kind of like, oh, I don't know about that, Ridley. I don't know. Ridley Scott is 83. 83. Wow. He's 83. Right. So it's not that I mean, that look, was man, bad. I, it's just, dude, it's not the right. You can't blame an audience that you're not even targeting. Is your, Was your target audience <laughs> Gen Z? <laughs> You can, and also, you gotta like, can you like Google what audience you're talking about? Because millennials are like, <laughs> they have debt now, they have jobs, they have, you know, yeah. wife, kids, or husband, wife, kids, whatever. Some millennials are grandparents already. Like, like, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what are you talking about, bro? We're all I think, it, I think it's just like kind of the general, like, you know, oh, mo- the millennial, it's just like this blanket statement. And it's yeah. like, he's just, it's, angry, it's a, angry it's a very, man. like Tim said, it's a very boomer statement. Sure. It's, that's, that's how you, know that they have no idea what they're talking about is they just go millennials and you're like well that's not an accurate portrait at all of what's going on in today's not the right age group you yeah not at all you misspelled it like (laughs) (laughs) or whatever's after gen z i would even say um what what age group is gen z i remember there's an episode of king of queens where arthur is trying to get these kobe steaks that doug and carrie have and so that sounds familiar and so he's trying to like I, f- I forget what happened, but somehow he's trying to fake that this thing is a is a Kobe steak. Mm. And so Doug says something to the effect of like, well, 
I forget exactly what the joke is, but it's something to the effect of, well, this isn't steak and you misspelled beef. Like it's one of those moments <laughs> where it's like you got all of this wrong. Sure. Sure. All of Dude, that guy's a that guy's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All Great right. Character. So sorry, Ridley Scott. Um, you make good movies. You just don't have good yeah. takes on the reasoning for their success or lack thereof. That's and all. despite despite this, I still uh, saw House of Gucci. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it this pod. There's no reason to talk about it in this podcast. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he still makes great movies. I'm not. I'm you know. I'm Wait, not, he did uh, House of Gucci too. Yeah, he did. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Okay. Adam that's Driver's a, in that one too. Yeah. Dude, that is uh, two pretty major movies to release within a month of each other, basically. Yeah. I don't know which huh. one was delayed. I'm pretty sure House of Gucci was always going to come out in the winter award season of this year. And he's year. got some Adam Driver. might have been delayed. Adam Driver love going there. You know, it is interesting when certain directors just latch on. And sometimes it's just yeah. for a couple of movies in a row. But they'll yeah. latch on to a certain actor for a few movies. Of course, Scorsese did it with a few different actors. Sure. DiCaprio was one of them. Like, that happens. And yeah. that's it's interesting when that happens. And I get it. Adam Driver is freaking amazing. So Yeah, man. I didn't know how good he was till I saw Logan Lucky, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's got weird range. Like he's he can do, he's <laughs> all over the place. To his yeah, background he can do comedy. Is crazy. He came from the Marines. He uh-huh. like just no, he just stopped being in the Marines, and then he just eventually he just became an actor. I think. Well, I think he had some schooling in. He it, even right? did a TED talk about that. I think he's classically yeah, yeah, trained. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a TED talk about going from serving in the armed forces to Hollywood. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, Epic Games has acquired the rock band developer. Harmonics. Don't worry, guys. The good news is they're going to be working with Epic to create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. Well, I I hate everything about that sentence. Literally every yeah. every single word I can't stand. So because I like the Epic Games Store on PC and I go to the, I get their free games every week. I love I I love their the store experience. I think it's pretty smooth. Um, I like the layout of it. I like Epic Games. And so when I when I heard that, I just thought, oh, cool. They're going to be putting like Rock Band and some of the Harmonics IP on their Epic Game Store, and like they're going to be promoting that. But I, as soon as I saw the statement about how, like, oh, no, we're excited to team up with Epic Games to create content for Fortnite, I was like, oh, crap. Now, they did say that they're planning to continue support for existing titles like Rock Band 4 and Fuser, right. um, and all their current games are going to remain available where they are currently available. It's just they're shifting their future focus, it sounds like, at least for now, over to Fortnite. So that is a bummer, but I, you know what, I actually would love because Epic is just like literally swimming in cash, uh, or or as uh, Jean Ralphio would say, flushed with cash. <laughs> um, to to actually remake instruments, like start re- the production, yeah. like re redoing the uh, available the, again the yeah. instrument controller instruments, so we can actually all play them. Because if you're trying to look for a but like any of the instruments are like the bundle for Rock Band Four. Like on eBay or something, it's like hundreds of dollars. Yep. You didn't read the press release that Harmonics did, did you? What? Uh, just just the key statement about the working with Epic to create musical journeys for gameplay for Fortnite. I didn't read the yeah, whole thing. That was the last thing they said. In there, they had a and a part, and one of the questions was, are you going to be coming out with more musical um, instrument controllers? Oh. oh. <laughs> No, they said no. So okay. yeah, well, my dream I don't know crushed. why you would get a buyout, like bought out by something as huge as Epic Games that has millions of dollars, and not ask them, "Can you help us make more right. peripherals for Rock Band?" Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Like, I mean, and it, it feels do- like it doesn't great. have to be like an abundance, just like no. kind of like a little bit, you know, just so people can yeah. try to get their hands on it. Like, mm-hmm. gross. Agreed. Gross. Well, uh, there is a rumor that this big PlayStation remake that has been kind of floating out there in the ether for a while could yeah. be 
Chrono Cross. And I know that sometimes those rumors float yes. out there and they end up being nothing. But there's something to this one. So um, the report is that it's in development for multiple platforms, not just PlayStation, although it was a PS1 exclusive. Right. Um, and I love this game, by the way. I, I still have it on my – I can play it on my Vita, I believe. I have the um, original copy somewhere. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's nice. awesome. But I, yeah, I can play it on the Vita, which I, I, I still love my Vita for playing PS1 games. It's my favorite place to play PS1. This looks terrible. Moving oh, yeah. on. Oh, oh, look at that. Look at that PlayStation Dude, 1 that's cartridge. That's the original. That's Looks the original awful. deal. I hate it. Yeah. I got everything pun- about I'm gonna it. punch you so hard. I'm gonna yep. punch you so. Yeah, I love the way <laughs> Sony hard did it. Like by the way, because can. on your shelf, it could look nice and neat right beside your CDs. Oh, yeah. CDs and PlayStation 1 games. Could all be I'm like... gonna I'm gonna cut you, Jeff, with this not scratched PlayStation 1 game. <laughs> that's how good I take care of my games. PlayStation 1, no, no scratches. So, um, of course, this was listed in that Nvidia database leak back in September. We talked about where. They pretty much said the list is real, but a lot of the games on there are not. They're either not right. real or not confirmed. This was on there. Um, but there's a bunch of other reports. I won't go through all of them, but there's a lot of little pieces. A lot of it has to do with the music. For Specifically, for example, um, the person who performs as Ava. I heard she's a folk singer. I won't even try to pronounce her name. So mm-hmm. she told this radio station in an interview that she had recorded an Irish language theme for a game which had yet to be revealed. And... According to Xbox Era co-founder Nick Baker, that is Chrono Cross Remastered because apparently mm-hmm. it matches up with the music that's in that game. <laughs> Same thing with uh, this. Uh, let's see, the composer. I'm gonna take a stab at this name, Yasunori Mitsuda. Tweeted sure. a picture of McGlynn and his daughter preparing to perform music remotely. So they were getting ready to. I mean, this is the composer of Chrono Cross. Like that's mm. his biggest claim to fame is that one or Dude. that's one of it's funny ones. that you went with the first name of the folk singer and the lot not the last name because the last name is just mcmahon oh i just, like glanced, I just glanced <laughs> <laughs> i just glanced you're right folk singer mcmahon because <laughs> that first name i got no idea a erba this is, this is one of those things that could end up being nothing but i the, the more that you see these different pieces come together and where it's like yeah they're probably working on it and it is a yeah. very popular game so i think it's happening i mean I well so Trigger is definitely more popular, like I would say overall. There's, there's definitely a better game. But. I mean, yeah, I, I mean probably. I, I mean Chrono Cross is not a, a bad game whatsoever. Ooh, um, it's great. It's it's just definitely different, um, mm-hmm. because like the actual mechanics and sort of the approach to like the story and meeting characters is like I had said in our chat. It's it's mm-hmm. actually more along the lines of Suicoden. You're actually yeah. recruiting like a bunch of different characters, and you can miss All characters if you don't do certain terrible things. Terrible and un-American. <laughs> Dude, God, you would you Jeff, so you would hard. love you would love the Circuit End games. You'd I doubt much. that very much. I'm just not gonna believe anytime you say anything's terrible because you said that about unpacking, and then there you were gushing about unpacking. So <laughs> you're you're just a nonsense human being. All right, you're a nonsense cartoon character. That's what you are. Unpacking anyways, felt very American. That's why I liked it. It was very American. It was very American. It was very American at the end too, with the song very literal oh, about the unpacking, yes. and that was so. Got the stupid. van pulling up front, <laughs> put some boxes in it or whatever. Uh, it was a very universe. yeah. It was very eighty um, sitcom theme song of like. It sure was. Yeah. Um, uh, but Dan, yeah, do you think I'm, it's fair to say that Chrono Cross is actually uh, in the PS One uh, uh, list of JRPGs? It's actually a little underappreciated compared to stuff like Legend of Dragoon well, and. Xeno Gears, like I feel like those have qualities of their own, but so, this one to me is a better game than those, but typically yeah. gets overlooked. So, like, obviously, and, and I mean, obviously, I'm biased. I, I love Final Fantasy, so I would say that trilogy there is probably top tier, like seven, eight, and nine. Um, but I would say Chrono Cross is probably right below that. 
yeah. then you'd have like your Xeno Gear and um and Legend of Dragoon. Um, I think Legend probably. of Dragoon gets so, way too much love than it's deserved. Like I've read no. back and played that. Well, and I was like, Ugh. so the, the structure of the game is kind of um like like the world map is boring because it's just you're going from like dot to dot and it yeah. just kind of shows the world, but it's just like there's not a world map like in how the Final Fantasy games or even actually Chrono Cross has a world map. Well, too. it also didn't have very timeless art design that makes you really appreciate good art design that's lasting because you're like you know this still passes today it still looks See, good. i still think it looks good oh i don't think it looks i good. mean for a playstation one I, I, hold on so i think it looks better than final fantasy 7 i think it looks better than yeah, seven is yeah. seven is rough around the edges i mean again maybe i love that game it's my favorite but um yeah, but chrono enough. cross absolutely i think deserves more love i i hope it's getting a remaster and if it's coming on coming out on a bunch of platforms then hopefully it sells really well and then maybe they can kind of look at trigger and like do something with that because like i've said before i don't understand how we have not gotten more chrono games like it, it boggles my mind like it, it's such a i mean there's only two of them but it's it's i guess if you can call it a series it's a great series yeah so i, I think yeah. we deserve more for sure agree agreed there totally agree um well the wheel of time apparently is pretty successful and i don't know Speaking what that means of time yeah, I don't. Oh, good transition. I missed that one. Nice call. Um, <laughs> because I, Chrono in the game. I don't know <laughs> what <damn> success <laughs> means. I'm assuming it just means that Amazon has hit streaming numbers that make sure. them happy. They're so happy I don't know with exactly the viewership, yeah. Um, but I guess because of that and because of other factors, they are in pretty active talks with EA to develop a live action Mass Effect TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have no idea exactly what that would look like. Of course, if they're in talks, that means they're probably discussing all of that now. Like, oh, we're going to actually, we're going to tell the story from the original trilogy. Or no, we're going to tell a story in that universe and tie in pieces. Or no, it's sure. going to be Andromeda. Like, who knows? But, um, mm-hmm. or it's going to be before all that stuff. Maybe it's one of the earlier waves mm-hmm. of, without yeah. saying too much about it, early Reaper stuff. Like, way before. Sure, like, sure. Who, who knows? They could do a lot of different stuff. Yeah, there. because it's a cycle. I mean, I guess spoilers on those games, but yeah. it's a. <laughs> I mean, they explain it the, in the first game. The Reaper game, thing right? is a cycle, so yeah. I mean, you can just yeah. have it, you know, from mentioned uh, from the previous cycle. Just cover one of those. It doesn't have to be Shepard. Would you be able to choose? Uh, would you be able to choose gender at the beginning of watching, guys? Could you choose a male or female? <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. If not, I'm not watching it. Um, yeah, but absolutely. I have there, there's been some interesting reactions from folks associated with the game itself that are like, mm-hmm. oh, this mm-hmm. sounds cringe. You know, there's been some reactions like that. I mean, but, uh, who knows? Could be good. Could be the, a former writer of Mass Effect, yeah, said something like that. Somebody that used to write a Bioware or something. Actually, it wasn't even a writer of Mass Effect. It was somebody that used to write a Dragon Age. Hmm. So it was just okay. kind of like, oh, you're just kind of crapping on fantasy being adapted in general. Gotcha. Got it. I don't understand this take, though, of like, I get that there's been a lot of attempts to make, you know, movie or or shows pertaining to game. Like, but why is it? Why does it just have to be out the gate? Like, this is this is going to be garbage or cringe or what? It's like Mm -hmm. it's not it doesn't even exist yet. How Like, I mean, it's like with anything else. How do you have an opinion about this where it's not even official yet? This is very early talks. We don't know who's going to be in charge of the show. Yeah. I mean, if you if you tell me like Zack Snyder's gonna be in charge of the show, then I'll be like, oh, this is gonna be terrible. Like, I mean, I know that off the bat. <laughs> Kyle would be excited. Kyle would be very excited. As we know, he's Snyder's number one fan. Yeah, he is. But like, I've seen, I've seen the tat. I've seen the tattoo. All right. Yes, absolutely. All I'm saying. 
on his rare end, right? On his rare end. But Amazon um, also has the Lord, of the, a Lord of the Rings TV show in, uh, that's coming out in September of next right. year. And they right. pumped um, a lot of money into that. They, they did. Sure did. And the fact that post-production is going to take that long tells me that CG isn't going to be anything Dude, I've heard the budget horrible. for that is unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah. I am excited for that. I, yeah. There's some potential. These, of some cool these things stuff. have potentials to be. Uh, these things have potential to be good. So it's just like you know, everyone chill out a little bit until the thing exists, and then I will yeah. say slight whine that won't bother most people, but it will bother folks who would like to watch this with their kids who love Lord of the Rings. Like my kids have watched Lord of the Rings with me. They mm -hmm. love that universe. Sounds like this adaptation is going to be incredibly mature in a lot of different content sure. areas. I'm pretty annoyed by that because now I'm going to have to either watch it alone and like try to edit and fast forward with them or not watch it at all with i don't know to i mean, me that's just to me it's just annoying because it's yeah it's, it should be more of a pg-13 in my opinion world but whatever there's there's some pretty decent violent moments in lord of the rings i mean like uh the I, orc the orc dude that main one in the first one getting his head just like lobbed off i, I agree you know? and i think so. that's about as much as it needs to be I sure think, sure we'll see what that actually means and maybe that report is Nothing. Maybe maybe whoever, wherever I heard that, I forget where I read that. Uh, maybe that's not true. And that'd be great because mm. I know my kids would enjoy watching that with me, too. All right. Speaking of Dragon Age, though, uh, Dragon Age 4 senior creative director Matt Goldman has left Bioware. Uh, <laughs> I did not hear that. <laughs> so why? Um, why does this keep happening? They, Everything they mutually, all keep leaving and going. They mutually agreed to part ways, apparently. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, that's according to his boss that sent an email out. So so. <laughs> Did this and, happen and today? The press release. This is was like this, a few few days ago. This is over this the week. I, I literally, yeah, this is this is actually news to me. I, I wasn't yeah. even. Dude, didn't this, somebody else just recently believe Bioware too? It was it was Matt to... something, right? It was that Matt guy. He's been there like for a while. He left. He was working on Anthem. I think it's whoever was working on Anthem that has worked on the Dragon Age series. He left, came back, helped with Anthem. I think he has left again. I could be wrong. I don't know. Like, people just keep coming and going from that. There's something going on with Bioware. Yeah, man. Dude. It's, Something's weird. Yeah. Something is weird. Too much stress because, like, people Could keep be. saying for years that they're just not the same Bioware and they suck now. Like, I don't know. Dude, it on honestly could be. And I know we always make fun of phrases like creative differences. Mm. But it really could be that where they sure. can't align on what this game's going to be. And that could be it. Like, who knows? That's what last year it was Hudson, Casey Hudson, and yes, Mark Casey Dara, Hudson, Dara, Dara, or whatever. They left uh, in December of last year. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Like Casey Hudson was like, Casey Dragon Hudson Age. was the OG. Wasn't Casey Hudson right. the OG? Of, yeah, yeah. He, all that he left. Yeah. That, that was the person that left and came back and left and came back. Yeah. Yeah. He helped with Anthem and then apparently left again. So that's because Anthem was horrible. All right. Well, um, yeah, can't blame him. I mean, I don't know if this means anything for Dragon Age 4. I know that the part of the, I, I believe that there was also some comment or statement about how, like, we're not, we're going to keep working on the game and bring yeah. it up to the quality that we all expect, blah, 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 blah. Like, there was a, this is fine meme with the dog sitting in a house on fire. <laughs> yes, this is fine. Them. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm just glad that they eventually said that they were going to make this strictly a single player game because early on, the talk, the, the talk behind the, uh, for the game was that it was going to be games as a surface. And I was like, I'm going to burn everything to the ground. I swear to God, like, do not turn this into. So they've since then have been like, no, don't worry. It's single player game. But like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, dude. This I don't is either. But hey, listen, not, they're not the only company having issues. PlayStation, uh -oh. <laughs> who just put out a statement about Activision. <laughs> They could be facing a gender discrimination and harassment lawsuit. Now, it could end up being nothing. Who knows? But uh, a former employee is suing them for alleged gender discrimination, harassment, and wrongful termination. Uh, this is a quote from the claim. 
Sony tolerates and cultivates a work environment that discriminates against female employees who are subjected to continuing unlawful disparate treatment in pay and work opportunities. It also alleges that their discriminatory employment policies, practices, and procedures are not unique or limited to any location. Rather, they apply uniformly and systematically to employees throughout Sony, occurring as a pattern of practice throughout all locations. It's just so, one employee doing the suit. It's not like a big suit like with Activision, though? The there, It's implied that they're not the only ones who have had issues, but they're the only oh, ones no. that are named in the suit. Okay. So hmm. um, there's not like a bunch of people that have bravely stepped forward, as far as I know. This sure. sounds a lot to me like someone a, a very disgruntled didn't get the promotion and it could be legitimate. It definitely could be. It also could be a big load of crap because they just didn't get the promotion that they probably didn't deserve. Could go could be either way. Sure. Um, it does not sound like the same thing that Activision <laughs> is going through at all. Right. But no. when you see that a major video game company is facing some kind of gender discrimination or harassment issue, it's going to send up red flags right now because everyone yeah. is on high alert for this stuff. So I saw yeah. this headline and I was like, <gasps> and then I read it and I went, oh, OK. <laughs> well, well, we'll, 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 see. we'll see, right? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Could be nothing. Could be something. <laughs> you know what is nothing is the Spider-Man content for Avengers. <laughs> hey, there's nothing there, guys. There's no story missions. Nothing for you to do. But hey, you can use him in all the other characters' story missions. So have fun. Have fun doing that. Um, all of you have been waiting for Spider-Man for now. What has it been? A year and three months. You've been waiting. Here he is. He's arriving this. Hey, Tim. This week. Congrats. I, lo I love Spider-Man. See, look, I love Spider-Man. So yeah, you yeah. do. You sure yeah. do. I can't wait to play this in like 2022 or whatever. I have time for it. I don't know. You know, we should actually invite Spider-Man on the show to tell tell us about why they didn't include. Uh, I think more I think he's too tired and lazy right now. Yeah, I, just, yeah, but uh, we'll I get that. Get him I get that. Even care. Holiday. He doesn't reach care. Out his, reach out to his people and see if we can set something okay. up for next week. I know he's not doing much because there's no story. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's busy uh, being for the new Spider-Man uh, game oh. that's going to actually be amazing. So he's busy yeah. throwing a cup in the middle of the bad guys, and then once he's distracted them, jumping right to that same spot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fight. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is, exactly. I mean, stealth mastery. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's just a great trailer. Top notch. It's really so good. stupid. As yeah. soon as you pointed that out, I rewatched it after we recorded. I started laughing so hard. I was like, "This is so dumb." Like I'm who, telling you. Watch the this? Kyle, watch the Kyle Bossman video uh, uh, where he's talking about that trailer. And it's just like everything he says is totally correct. Like it's uh, it's dumb, dumb Spidey, dumb Spidey. doesn't mean that there's not going to be anything charming or fun about it. It's just overall a disappointment. Um, yeah, some of the combat I've heard is like uh, for anybody that's played. I played Black Panther. Um, he's like a more a slightly more nimble Black Panther, which isn't saying a lot because Black Panther moved a little slow. Okay. But all the heroes move a little slow in Avengers. That's what's slightly off about that game. Right. It's like you can kind of have fun with it, but it, when you're button mashing, it's not as responsive as like, you know, Insomniac. Oh, yeah. Games and are, again, so. you don't really notice it until you start doing some of the the larger kind of open levels and there's kind of yeah. some optional things. And then you're like, I'm moving a little bit slow here. Like You don't really notice yeah. it at the beginning. It's when that game becomes something it shouldn't. That's when you start to notice that kind of yeah. stuff. If it, stayed, if it had stayed linear... Like Guardians, I don't think we would have. I think we would have loved that game. But, well, it's yeah. it's yeah yeah. It Insomniac is, is better. It is what it is. I thought this was interesting. Um, there's a rumor that Sony could be planning uh, a PlayStation Mobile controller because of a patent that's been filed. Hmm. Um, and the design looks like a DualShock 4 kind of cut in half with the phone sideways in between. It's kind of what the 
the patent looks like. Um, and it does align with some of the stuff that their executives have been saying. They've been talking about some of their major IPs coming to mobile and wanting to open up that up to a new audience like they did with PC. So uh, most people are saying this is likely going to be cloud-related as they try to match up with what Microsoft's doing with all the cloud-based gaming. And yeah. folks want to get PlayStation Now, for example, uh, on the cloud, get on your phone, and then get these contr- these uh, you know phone attachments that are like a DualShock and then play it like that. Yeah. I don't know if that'll be released or if that's a real thing, but there's a patent for it. So it's something. Cool. And Sony's the one who filed it, by the way. So Sure. So there you go. That could be that could be something. Uh, but we we I think this is pretty sh- certainly gonna happen. The same guy who leaked previous PS plus games for the last three months has leaked the games that are supposedly coming out in December. They're not officially announced yet as of recording. We're recording this on Saturday night, twenty seventh. Um, so it's possible that you know, these games will, won't be what's announced. But uh, right now it looks like it's going to be Godfall, which is actually going to be like, I think it's called a Challenger Edition. It's some new edition that doesn't yeah, exist yet. Right. It's going to, I'm assuming, inc- include DLC or something. Um, and then, and it, by the way, that would be the PS4 or PS5 version, depending on which console you have. You can download whatever version. Mortal Shell, which is the PS4 version, and Lego DC Supervillains, which is also the PS4 version. So that's what this it looks is, like. This is Derek's uh, bread yeah. and butter. Two, two out of three. <laughs> I was going to say, did he make two thirds of this list? Like, Yeah, I think he's the guy who leaked it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've played one of these games. I played the Lego DC one. That was a fun game. I actually of like their the games, franchise games. Yeah. I actually like the Lego franchise games. They're pre- pre- pretty fun. I will say, if God falls on this <laughs> list, then I will finally play it because I still haven't had a chance to. <laughs> yeah, it's free. Why not? Yeah, yeah give it exactly. a shot. Mortal Shell, if you like uh, Souls likes, I do Souls like games. I do recommend it. I think it's it's a good one of those if you like those kind of games. If you don't, then don't play it. It's, it's pretty mm-hmm. tough. It's um, but it's you know it's got little elements of the Souls games, of the Bloodborne games, of you know it's got little elements of those things. And so if you like that stuff, I would suggest giving it giving it a shot. Um, it, and it it does look good, so I like it. I just didn't love it. It's one of those games where I beat a boss i might have beaten the second boss but I, I definitely beat the first boss and kind of played a little bit more and i was like i think i'm good like i get it and i think i'm i think i'm good <laughs> i didn't have no motivation it, it did just uh, go on to game pass actually and i only played like a few minutes of it um okay. so i i certainly don't have like a definitive opinion on it but like i don't know i'm not feeling it to be honest i think i just don't really care for that first swampy area it's just kind of it's boring. very yeah it's very dreary and it's just boring i don't know yeah yeah. But yep. maybe I'll go a little further. So yeah, um, the, the, some of the concepts behind like hardening the armor right. and stuff is pretty cool. Sure, um, it's unique. It is unique. They they do add that. I think that's a pretty cool layer to add to the Souls like uh, combat. Well, guys, listen, don't be afraid. Nintendo's taking action. I don't know what this means, and they haven't specified what this means, but they've taken action. Oh, of course not. Of course, they haven't said it yet. In response to the Activision <laughs> scandal, so there's this email from which I still love that their CEO president guy's name is Bowser. It's Bowser. so funny to me. Doug Bowser. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. That's, Doug that's Bowser. Yeah, uh, anyway, an email from, as I like to call him, Mr. Bowser, states that Nintendo's representatives have been in contact with Activision and have taken action and are assessing others. Now, they haven't okay. clarified that. I think they want it to sound like they're doing a step above what some of their uh, colleagues are doing in the industry who are just saying like we're concerned we think something should happen we're concerned nintendo's like no we've taken action mm. well, what did you do did you did you like shake like shake your finger wag your finger at him like that's right. a no 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 mr kotick <laughs> no no like what did you do yeah one of these um, like yeah you know. 
Naughty, naughty. So I'm not sure what that means. I don't know if they know what that means, but anyway. I think uh, I think what they're going to do is they're going to sick um, Mario on them, but not not like regular Mario. It's going to be uh, Chris Pratt Mario. Chris Pratt Mario, yeah. Yeah, they're going to sick Chris <laughs> Pratt Mario on them, and uh, he'll take care of it. So. Yeah, he'll take care of business. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I do think something, there's got to be a breaking point for this whole story with Activision and Bobby Kotick and all these other companies, or maybe there's no breaking point. Maybe it's just, hey, let's ride this out until the the news cycle moves on to something else. That yeah. could be a thing too. Um, sure. Who knows? Who knows? But Life is Strange: True Colors is coming to Switch before the end of the year, December seventh. You'll be able to play it on the Switch. I still think this is a great example of a game where if you don't have anywhere else to play it, great. It's cool that you can play it on the Switch. Um, I just grabbed it on on the Steam sale. I'm excited to play it uh, this coming yes. week. Um, I'm so pumped for you to play that. It is uh, it the visuals alone on this game, even just from looking at trailers, you can tell yeah. like I want to play this on the best looking platform that I possibly can. And for me, that's going to be my PC or the PS5. Mm-hmm. And it was on sale on PC, so I grabbed it. Yeah, I played it on PS5, and it, it looks it definitely looks like next gen, as next gen as those games could, you know. Because right. yep. so it's still not like oh this is real life, but it's 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 the best that engines ever looked in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's cool that it's coming to Switch. Just like we all we say this every time some uh, multi-platform game hits the Switch, it's like it's cool that you can play it there, but it yeah. probably isn't the ideal place to play it. That's sure. All. Um, but that's this, I, usually I just kind of go whatever to these type of release announcements on Switch, but this one felt like a good one because some people do like playing those type of games on the go. Correct. The Telltale Life is Strange type games. And but, I um, bet it's one of those things that people will go, "Wow, this looks surprisingly good." It probably because it's not necessarily. It's not like an action game. Anyway, we'll we'll see yeah. what it ends up looking like. Their art style that they use for those games usually lends itself pretty well to a variety of platforms. So we'll right. see. We'll see how it ends up looking. Uh, I do recommend, though, that you log on to your Microsoft account, assuming that you have one, and go to the Xbox Museum. You could just Google Xbox Museum, and that should be the first result you see. And then make sure you log in, and you can explore what I think is one of the cooler ways to celebrate a, um, like an anniversary. It's their 20th anniversary and so of xbox and so they are doing a whole bunch of cool stuff it gives me the same vibes as like astrobot when you get to go through and explore some of playstation history and of course that's much mm. that's actually a video game and it's an sure. excellent little platformer super charming yeah and lots of collectibles that's a really fun little game uh, that came with the ps5 and so but this has the same vibe where you can explore this area and kind of see the history of multiple consoles and um this they don't really gamify it so much it's more just it's literally a museum that you walk through and there's these exhibits these kind of giant posters that will turn and face you as you walk around it's right behind you it's right behind me Uh, so you can click on a console (laughs) you can click on the original xbox 360 the xbox one or the series or you can click on there's like a little halo uh, section of the museum you can go to or you can go to my personal xbox museum which is really cool as well because it'll walk you through your overall gamer score over the years which consoles you've played on what game you've played the most what games you played the most by year like it just kind of gives you some highlights like here was your first Stalker. achievement jeez here was your first <laughs> achievement and uh for me the game i played the most even though i've played xbox for a long time and and i noticed some waves that were like in 2019 i played it way more than i had in 2017 or 18. I was all hmm. PS4 and Switch those years. And then 2019, when I got my Xbox One, it spiked. I used it a lot more. Um, so anyway, or no, I got the Xbox One after that. Anyway, you get the point. It was, for me, it came in waves. I think that's when I got the Xbox One X, actually. And Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. 
was huh. my most Whoa. played game. Yeah. Let me guess that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to guess mine right now before I even check it. Rock Band 3. That's what I'm going to say it is. Okay. That we'll that would see. be a good choice. We'll that. That'd be a good choice. Now, you can, you can tell that I stopped playing my Xbox on my account for a few years there because for two years in a row it was Fortnite and Minecraft. And I can prove to you how little I play those games. If you ever play a game with me on the, I'm awful at both of those games on Minecraft. I wouldn't know really what to do or where to start or like, I'm not good at that game and I'm not good at Fortnite. So that's from letting my kids take over as I moved on to other platforms. But, um, but anyway, I'm in my museum now trying to get the answer. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> I is want to really, see what I played the most. <laughs> it is really, really cool. Rock, yep, um, Rock Band. It's actually the first one. Ah, there you go. That was that's the first game one. I played too. Actually, that's one of the first games I played. Actually, that's why the that's I think that's why I bought the 360. Um, hey, it's got Coheed and Cambria's "Welcome Home" on there, and that's a great song to play. I love that song. Yeah, so it gives game. you. I mean, there's a card that kind of gives you the number one game, your overall gamer score, total number of titles played. Dan, if you had to guess, how many games do you think I played across the 360 and Xbox One? If you had to guess, and this is played at all. 360 and Xbox One? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, my God. Never I'll mind. Say, it's not Rock Band at all. Wow. Okay. I'll say 120. Uh, I played 478 titles oh, Okay. <laughs> across those two platforms. <laughs> sure. I, I mean, I only had... I was thinking two. It can't be su- that high, but apparently... <laughs> oh, actually, I mean, that's yeah, counting anything. Sorry. Though, it's counting um, anything. And if I think... And back in 2007, one of the th- cool things in the museum is they talk about the Xbox Live Arcade, which was one of my favorite things. All those little games. I played tons of Xbox Live Arcade games. So a lot yeah, of those yeah, are going to yeah. be your little free games. or yeah, I'm, at, like, I'm at the number closer to what Dan guessed. is 190. Okay. Yeah. Is Rock Band, is it? Is it Rock, Rock Band, Band 2 is my most played. Okay. My second most played is Minecraft. Yeah. I did not see that coming. You're such a millennium. You're such a millennium. <laughs> You're a millennium. millennium with the Minecraft. You're a millennium. But everything after that is all Rock Band. It's like Rock Band 3, Rock what's Band. Your, what's Rock your top Band. genre? Mine's action and adventure is what it says. Um, right, music and, then, right? And I think it's because after Call of Duty 4, one of the games high on my list was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I put okay. well over 100 hours into with all the DLC. Further down, yeah. I don't see it. Oh, top game um, genre is, is music because of Rock Band. Okay. I really ruined my uh, stats playing Rock Band so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are, I mean, dude, Rock Band is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really was. Yeah. It was a great time. I mean, it still is, but it's just hard to play it's now. It's not the same. It's yeah. not the same now. People got burned. Well, I highly recommend if you guys have an Xbox uh, account, go check this out if you're listening to this. Yeah, it is it's really, really cool. cool. Um, I like when they put in an effort to kind of pause and look back and allow you as a player to look back on your own play history and and they even do embrace things like the red ring of death and things yeah. that didn't go so great i think it's cool that they do that it's part of their history so why not talk about it and i, um, I just forgot that the entire reason that i bought a 360 was because uh i was in guitar hero mode on ps2 hmm. for a long time resisting the next gen after that and then the 360 i bought entirely with i bought the xbox rock band bundle Mm-hmm. So it came okay. with the console and the peripherals and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I was like, right, I mean, that was the entire reason I got a 360 was the first rock band. I totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, with the, the same extra thing with songs, you know. Yeah, people did the same thing with the Wii. Like they bought that for Wii Sports, for example, things like that. So I, yeah, I get right, it. Right. Absolutely. I get it. 
Um, all right. Well, that does it for headlines for this week, at least a relatively slow week. So we've kind of pulled some things that maybe weren't normally that interesting in headlines. But because um, it's a uh, holiday week, at least for those of us in the old USA, for the rest of you, you're like, why do you guys celebrate this? Yeah, I don't why know. Do you guys, you celebrate we get a lot of so we get much. a lot of good food and we get to watch <laughs> fo- football and movies. Shut up. OK, we enjoy it. Who cares? Um, I, I enjoyed my Thanksgiving. Um, and so but do you think and I kind of. It's more about Jeff, you and me deciding this together. Do we want to try a round of 20 questions with a game that Dan picked, or do we need a third person at least to do this? Do you think the two of us could do this? Because we had I don't that on know. The with my we video game background games. being more focused to the last six years. <laughs> I don't know. Dan, do you think I would get it? I don't know, man. They might be too much ching chong, and... as you would say. <laughs> I would never say that. I would never say that. <laughs> I, I, I would never say that. I say we give it a shot, but maybe, Dan, you can decide if we get, maybe as we move along, like maybe you can grant us like 25 questions to help this is not gonna. This is not really obscure, so I think you guys could figure it out. I think we okay. can do it. I think we can do it. Then I'm confident then. I mean, even if it is a JRPG, I know the main, like, quote unquote, the main ones. You know, I, I do actually appreciate that you just assume it's a JRPG. I mean, you know, or, or it sounded it? like you, or is it? you <laughs> sounded like you alluded to that the fact that it was. So I mean, I don't know. I don't could, know. It just sounded like hey, that we, should be our first question, shouldn't it? <laughs> is this a JRPG? That should be our first question. Yeah, All right, question let's ask one. that. Um, is it a JRPG? Yeah. No, is it okay? So we're going. Um, yeah. No, it is not. Dang it. Wow. Hmm. Am I supposed well, to? Keep, I'm supposed to be keeping track of this, right? You got to keep not, track of the number. Yeah. God damn okay. it. Well, I meant like as far as what you guys are. Hold on, hold on, hold on. As far as what we're guessing, um, yeah. we can try to remember that together. But you definitely need to keep just the basic number at least. Keep track of that. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So, was this game released uh, after 2010? Yes. Sweet. All right, Jeff. So it's within the last 11 years. So that's good. Um, after, is after. it a uh, PlayStation exclusive? No, okay. it is not. Okay. I just had to ask because of your background, you know. <laughs> sure, yeah. that's fair. He's a that's little fair. biased. He's a little biased. That's smart. That's smart. Um, <laughs> was it uh, developed in Japan? Uh, no, it was not. Is this Daniel Freitas on the phone right now? On the, on the call? <laughs> See, I was trying to throw you guys off. I'm trying to throw you guys off. All right, so it's not a PS, it's not a PlayStation exclusive, not developed in Japan, not a JRPG. All right, maybe we got to nail down genre, perhaps, or console, one or the other. Mm. What do you think? What do you think, Jeff? Uh, yeah, let's do console then. Is it multi-platform? Yes. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, is that, this... Unfortunately, that broadens it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, sure. that's fine, though. But it still yeah. helps. Uh, we could ask... I mean, we could ask like uh, something about weapons, like what weapons are used, or like what perspective maybe. Would perspective um, help? It has to be yes or no questions, right? Is that the? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should we ask about perspective? Maybe is this a first person game? Would that be? Yeah, that would help. Yeah, is it a first person <laughs> game? Yes. All right. All I right. don't like your fake hesitation when you know the answer. I hate that. <laughs> well, no, because sometimes it's like it, it, there's there's like a hesitation for a second because it's like technically it's not totally a yes or no question, but. But yeah, but yes, but yes. Like the you know, main game mode be, is first person. This could be, because um, it's not a JRPG, but definitely still could be a, um, Elder Scrolls, like a Skyrim, you know? Could be. 
Um, or a cyberpunk. All right, is this uh, in a fantasy setting? Yes. All right. I mean, it, it could be Skyrim. <laughs> it definitely could be Skyrim. Um, so it's, we're on it's eight not going to... Yeah. I'm trying to think of other multi-platform games outside of... Elder I'm trying Scrolls. to roll out Skyrim without just saying it's Skyrim. Correct. Roll in or out Skyrim without just flat out saying it. Well, we could always uh, ask about, you know, the development team. You know, was it developed um, by Bethesda? We could ask that. They've done more than one fantasy first-person game, right? They have. Like, they did Oblivion. I mean, they did all the Elder Scrolls. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a series of games, so... Yeah. You yeah, know, but Elder, the Skyrim was the one after 2010. But we kind of right? ruled out Fallout. Um, we, but we haven't ruled out, like, shooters. We could ask if it's a shooter. Let me, let's me let ask if it's a... Well, we already said fantasy settings. I almost Googled something and caught myself. Uh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> so I guess we should ask weapons? Like, uh, if well, we, it's know it's a fa- we know it's a fantasy setting, so it's got to be swords and magic and stuff. Okay. All right, then. All right. Did Bethesda so. develop this game? Yes. <laughs> All right, so it's got to be it's got to be Skyrim then, because anything before an Skyrim in the Elder Scrolls series was before 2010, right? Was Oblivion before 2010? Yeah, it was. You're right. Good call. Cause Skyrim is 2011. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so it's Bethesda fantasy setting. What else did they did they develop? Anything else? All right, is this Elder is this in the Elder Scrolls franchise? Yes. <laughs> Well, how else to narrow it down? Yeah, I guess we could just say, is it Skyrim? Uh, is that the question? No, yes. wait, wait, because we don't want to fail. Hang on. I mean, you still have ten more, so... Yeah, it, if it's a no, then we just keep going. No, is we that, lose. No. Oh, okay. Is really? That what it is? Yeah. Okay. If you guess, you lose. Okay. All right. And um, I, then I then, then that's not my question. I, I take these back, sees <laughs> a question. Hmm. <laughs> Do has you this, know? Has this game been re-released? Like... A ridiculous number of times. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I, it, what do you constitute as ridiculous? Yeah, that's I know. That's question. too vague. That's too vague. All right. Oh, didn't it just recently get that re-release that people were talking about? Jeff, wasn't on Skyrim? The, was... Yeah, on the on the, 20, the anniversary edition, which was like on the new um And did this consoles. just get an anniversary edition released? <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> All right, we're good. Okay. We're good. If, listen, Is it safe if there's now? another Bethesda fantasy game that's first person that had an anniversary game released just recently, then we deserve to lose if that's the case. Is this sure. Is this Skyrim? It is. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Although it would have been hilarious if they just re-released Oblivion for some reason anniversary, yeah. and you were like, "Well, it has to be Skyrim, then." It's actually. <laughs> but yes, it it is Skyrim. Yes, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Yes. Skyrim. Nice. Good choice. Good. Yeah, that was good. I that thought was it was fault. fitting, considering Kyle. Th- this was actually bo- also for Kyle. So R.I.P. Kyle. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Kyle. He would have gotten it in like five fewer questions. Than yeah. Oh exactly. yeah, for sure. Kyle and I uh, are uh, balls deep in a chunky slice <laughs> of Skyrim right now, and it's <laughs> that it's is a, a sentence. sentence. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and you said it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it. It's it's yeah, it's a wonky ass game, but it's it's fun. It just is. I don't know. It just yeah, I've got there's a friend of mine um, who lives in the area. We used to work together and he talks about like that's the that's his comfort food. He'll go back to Skyrim. Sure. All the sure. time. Yeah. Like, and he's I don't know if that he's that interested broadly in tons of different video games, but that's the one like. Yeah, yeah, Skyrim. yeah. It's just his game. He goes back to. There's just something about that setting because I remember playing uh, Oblivion on PS3 
And I liked it, but I did not play that nearly as much as I played Skyrim. There's just something like there's just something about Skyrim. I think it's the mountains and like the snow and the music is really good. It's haunting. And like sometimes when the clouds part and the sky actually looks really nice for like how old the game is, like the sky is actually re- really beautiful. And um, but man, that combat is just it's missing it's missing something. That's usually when I fall mm-hmm. off is when I yeah, get yeah, yeah. into actual combat where I'm running into enemies out in the open while exploring. I'm like, oh, that, that part's not fun for me. Could be that I suck at it. Sure. Honestly, you could say that for me. You could say that for all the combat that has Bethesda's name on it that doesn't involve its <laughs> software. Dude, you're right. Like, I was the same way with Fallout. I was like, Fallout's kind of well, cool. I like the setting, and I was exploring, yeah. and all of a sudden I got into combat, and I was like, oh, I don't really like this. Death, yeah. Deathloop has good combat. That's true. Arcane Studios yeah. is good. It's pretty yeah. decent at it. Well, and Dishonored. Um, yeah, Dishonored are good games. Dishonored is fun. It's just, it's just Fallout. Um, but like, whoever, I thought it was id Software that did Wolfenstein. I was trying to lump them in and say, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Machine Games? Um, yeah, machine, machine, yeah, I think there's somebody games. else now. Machine, machine games. Yeah. Whoever does Wolfenstein nails it. I, I mean, you know, I think I, um, it. I, think, I like their combat better than Doom, and that's Doom's bread and butter. I think it doesn't it do Doom and Wolfenstein yeah. is machine games. Yeah, it, um, it will used to be Wolfenstein though. I okay. back in like way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, so. the gotcha. The mechanics of of uh, uh, Skyrim specifically, I really like the mechanics. Uh, Kyle and I are actually going to do like a Skyrim like Chocobo Central episode, so that'll be of course fun. You are. Um. But, like, the actual mechanics is really fun. I don't know why more games don't kind of choose, like, games that are first person that have, like, not guns. Like, anything outside of guns. Where, like, each hand is doing two completely different things. Um, Or you can combine two um, healing spells in each hand and do, like, a stronger healing magic. Like, it's just, the actual mechanics of it are really cool. Um, Yeah. It's just not. It's. It just feels like a lot of times you're flailing. Like when I when I go in because I do great swords a lot in Elder Scrolls. So when I go in for like the heavy swing, it just feels like I'm. It's just I'm swinging at air. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. feel. It doesn't feel punchy. Right. So I hope they right. fix that with six. For sure. Yeah, I got you. I. And it's also something about first person melee combat that rarely works for me. There's something right, about that right, too. right, right. Yeah, and you can so, switch to third person, but it's it's even jankier. So you know what's yeah. interesting is that if it were third person, and listen, I know not everyone loves Fable, but if the combat were like Fable Two or Fable Three, which I mm. loved the combat in those games, yes, it's very simple. But if it had the deep layers of all of Skyrim's lore and ex- exploration and all the stuff you can do, but then if it felt more like a little more arcadey, a little more fun, a little more accessible, like Fable, yeah. and it felt satisfying. That combat feels very satisfying, man. Then yeah. it probably would be right at the top of my personal favorites. But yeah. anyway, what can you do? That's not what it is. It's not for me, guys. It's fine. It's totally it's fine. fine. Yeah. And well, I the game about... is made for every person. That's okay. It's okay to accept that. And I'm that playing is, that a game right true. now. I'm playing a game right now that is not for every person. So let's talk about a few things that we're playing. Uh, Prison Architect. I started playing. I was on Game Pass. I've always wanted to try this game because it looks. It's like the it's like the inverse of uh, the Escapists, which is one of my kids' favorite games. They love playing the Escapists mm. too. Where, of course, the whole idea is you are a prisoner and you have to go through your routine every day and like figure out. There's all different paths you can take to escape from the prison, and there's all kinds of scenarios and stuff. It's very goofy, very silly. Well, Prison Architect is on the other way around. It's more of the the prison management side. So you've got it's a little more of a city building type of thing where you're managing the prisoners and trying to keep them all there. And so if you don't like stuff like you know your sim cities and that type of thing then you're not gonna like because that's what this is you're supposed to like set up the right spaces keep everyone happy keep everyone safe all of that stuff but i really like it i think the gameplay system they have in place is awesome 
it's also surprisingly mature. So like there's a campaign sure. at the beginning and um, it's not super lengthy. You can actually get through the campaign little missions pretty quickly. There's not too many of them. And then you can at that point just either join an online game or start your own kind of sandbox uh, prison to build. But dude, it's super mature. Like it starts out right away with you having to put a guy to death for killing both his wife and the guy she was cheating on him with. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, wow. That, that gets to kill Andy Dufresne? And it, and it goes back to, yeah. yeah dude. Yes. Deep cut, deep cut. Um, but it, and it, it, does, it does like these cutback scenes. And if you've seen even a picture of what Prison Architect looked like, it's it's very cartoony with like little characters that are like, they're just a little shape with a little head on the top. Like yeah, you I do just not, it's, the screenshots. It is not oh. realistic at all. But then it will cut to a very, very serious cut scene. And but then it will show these little like old school comic book <clears throat> pictures of things happening. And it's like, oh, that's that's pretty violent. Okay. Yeah, it does look top down, uh, very cartoonish. But I, I can see in the screenshots, it does get very bloody if there's riots. It's it very bloody. Yeah, very quickly. So I, I think it's a lot of fun if you like um, that building management style of game where you're upgrading stuff and unlocking new abilities and getting better you know gear for your guards and your training whatever else i think it's pretty fun and it's on game pass for pc so i think it's it's worth a shot if you like that stuff i i think i mentioned this a few episodes ago i was just getting that kind of city building itch this is the kind of game that kind of scratches that while i i feel like i'm in between you know, some kind of grand AAA epic experience. I don't know what's next, What's what I'm going to play next. Life is Strange might kind of lean back into that, where it's a mm-hmm. big story, a big linear story. Um, that's kind of but, what I'm... There's a game that I'm playing that I'm kind of jonesing for a linear story, and that's the only reason I'm playing it. Not It's not even a great one. It's just... It's linear. <laughs> yep. And it's, it's kind of it, like Life is Strange, linear. so I want to yep. play it. <laughs> so Prison Architect's doing that for me. And other than that, it's been, you know dipping in a little bit to Halo Infinite's multiplayer, which I don't have a ton of thoughts on because I yeah. kept getting some menu errors. It kept loading up weird for me. Mm. And then, like, all the menu options would all of a sudden just be li- blank lines with oh. nothing written there. Like, it happened to me probably five or six times in a row. And I was like, you know what? This is fun. Like, I played a couple modes, um, just mm-hmm. kind of quick matches. And, it, I mean, as always, the Halo games play great, even if you suck. Like, I'm not great at these games, but I was still having fun. Like some of the yeah. modes are a lot of fun and my kill death ratio and most online shooters are typically even like I'm usually same amount of deaths and kills after like 10 matches. I'm usually pretty. So I'm not great, but I had a lot of fun. But the menu started really going wacky on me. That's so then weird. I was like, all right, I'll come back to this later. I'm sure they'll patch it could be because I'm on PC. It could be I just need to read down. Thing, yeah. I, I might need to read and reinstall it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, those are the main things I've been. I've been playing a little bit of Halo, but a lot of Prison Architect. Still playing Forza, doing the seasonal stuff, which is a lot of fun. Um, they've got a series that they do. If you play a lot of Forza, you know this already, but I didn't know this. They go through, uh, it's a, it looks like it's about a month, maybe two months long of series. And then within each of those, there's about a week long, maybe, uh, season. And mm-hmm. so within each season, there's going to be a series of challenges. Some of them are nearly impossibly difficult. Most mm-hmm. of them are doable. And you unlock points, which then you can apply towards a special unlock, usually a rare car, um, which is which is kind of fun. So um, I do, I'm do. i jumping in Forza every once in a while to do that. Um, tried to play mm-hmm. online with my son. The reason why this game is certainly not a perfect game for me is because of the online struggles it's having right now whether it's oh. with randoms or playing like we set up a convoy and tried to join a game and it was not only was it complex to even start something mm. but it was very very buggy like we could okay. not get it to mm. work right we did this mode called infected but everyone is kind of 
staying still and the infected is supposed to be kind of like freeze tag that's with cars is basically what it is it's a pretty fun mm. little party game um okay. but the way it was it just wasn't working like you would tag a car and it would say you infected them or you know they've infected you but then the healing mechanic wasn't working which is kind of like a freeze tag where you unfreeze your team to try to stay alive yeah, yeah. um it just it wasn't working it wasn't registering the right cars there were some cars that i know they were online playing but they weren't moving so there was something with the online yeah. component in forza that's that's buggy they need to fix that stuff so that's that's, that's the problem it is it is oh, but wow. still overall like that's kind of my comfort food game at the moment where i'm like ah what do i play yeah i'm just gonna do a few races um yeah yeah that's a good excuse as to why i'm never gonna uninstall that game not anytime soon at least yeah because it's so, just, i love it yeah and you can jump into it anytime and be like oh yeah that's right this game rules yep <laughs> absolutely love it so that's been most of what my uh, i plan on playing more mass effect 3 but ended up letting my kids use the main tv with the consoles where mass effect 3 is installed um way more mm. uh this week which is fine my daughter's getting into zoo tycoon she loves that and then all the kids are playing escapist too like i told you so that's that's kind of been there it's quite the there. variety of things there yeah. yeah like a lot of different things yeah yeah so what about you jeff you mentioned you're playing something with the story what do you what is hey, it that you're playing? halo halo infinite though is i i didn't last time we did a show and the multiplayer launched i didn't i didn't touch it at all um, but I did get a few matches in, and yeah, I can definitely second all of the very positive things that have been said about it. But it's not like I went into it expecting it to be bad. It's still Halo, and they're just doing what they do exceptionally well. Right. They added a few other modes you could try out if you want to, but I haven't. I've only been doing quick plays, and then it'll just throw me into a match that's either just Slayer or it'll you know be the whatever the ball hog thing is. I like the oddball. <laughs> the oddball mode is pretty fun. Oddball. Oddball's yeah. fun. And yeah. the fact that you can just melee a dude once and it just yeah. knocks him down. Like, why are you getting close to me? You know <laughs> it takes one hit for me to take you down when I have the ball. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it makes you feel – the game just does an incredible job at making you feel useful on your team. Yep. Whereas, you know, Battlefield 2042 <laughs> – Is a shit show? I'm just dying every two seconds when I play that game. So it's That's, not every yeah. two seconds. It's more spread out. But you know what I'm saying. Like, anytime yeah. you spawn in, expect to die soon after. Dude, and I, <laughs> I second that. It's not that, that Battlefield is a bad game by any stretch. If people no, love it and they're good at it, more power. This is not trying to say you shouldn't enjoy it. I never enjoy it for exactly the reason you said, and I never thought about it this way. I don't feel like I've got an impact in that game. It's a combination right. of the maps yeah. are too big, there's too many players, and I could drop out of the game and they wouldn't notice. Like, and I know that sounds pretty self-centered, but yeah. like that takes away the feeling of like, oh, yeah. I'm I'm a part of this online experience. In Battlefield, I don't feel like I am. And something like Halo or some of these other games, even like Rocket League, like you you have a lot of weight on your shoulders to, yeah. to help your team, and it feels or, good. Yeah. Or even feels, Call of Duty. Not to give Even Call of Duty too much credit, but it's like the, the smaller amount just works for the frenetic kind of nature of like it feels like Battlefield has almost been trying to lean in that direction, but still be like strategic and like sneaking around and kind of because mm -hmm. like you said, the maps are huge. So you, maybe you kind of want to play it like it's like you were you're really in like kind of being dropped in this like freaking war zone and you want to sneak around. And, but it's like then you get shot and you kill nobody. And it's like you just did all that crawling around for nothing. Like what was I played point? a match of Battlefield. I probably spent a total of it felt like I don't know how long the match was. It felt super long. It might have only been 10 minutes, but it felt like an hour. Um, yeah, they can but, they can be pretty long now. Yeah, but I, I drop into the closest spot to the action that I possibly can. And I'm still running, sprinting, looking for a vehicle, trying like did I spent most of that game just trying to get to where the action was? Right. I finally yeah. get there. I see like, okay, we need to defend this spot and I get sniped. 
And then right. I have to start back where I was before. And I was like, this isn't fun. Now, I realize they do have the mechanic where you can spawn by teammates and stuff. Like, I know they've sure. got those mechanics, but they don't always work. There's not always someone available. I would say about half the time, I have to spawn farther away than I want. And now I have mm -hmm. to, like, start legging it so far across these maps. Yeah. It looks good. Some people like the way it plays. It's not my personal favorite style of shooter, but um, Halo to me is much different. It starts yeah. the match, and you're right there in the action. And the maps are... I think they're built really well. At least the ones I played. I think I was I saw probably five different maps, maybe maybe six. Um, I kept getting I, in the same one, but it was still a good map, so I don't. Really I, care. I just thought they're so well designed, and mm -hmm. they're 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 um, they're small enough that it's like all right. There's I, I don't, I'm not overwhelmed, but they also don't feel it doesn't feel like you're playing on Rust. Remember the old Call of Duty map Rust, where it's like <laughs> yeah. you can see everyone essentially at the same right, time. Right, right, so right. So it's not like that. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the thing with Battlefield is uh, I, I I respect games that feel like they need to evolve, and they, Battlefield has done it really well, but Halo adopting the if it ain't broke, don't fix it policy is a good policy to, to adopt. And okay. uh, I feel like they've just nailed it in terms of uh, Infinite and me not playing Halo multiplayer, especially in years. I mean, I don't even think I played it in five. I just wanted to get the story out of the way and move on to the next game. <clears throat> uh, I, I, it just felt like, you know, riding a bike. Yep, and and it shouldn't, you know what I mean? Like a new game that's been many years away from the last one I played. Yep, it shouldn't feel that way when you expect the game to be totally different when you put. But it makes sense that they wouldn't change it. They want us, they want to respect the gamers that are coming back after years away. Sure, yeah, so, man. I Same love that here. Part. Like I went around a corner, I saw a guy. I brought up the, I brought up my aim as I was shooting, and and started sprinting towards him, and then finished him off with the the melee. Like it just yeah. all of a sudden was like, oh yeah, it's instinctual. Like yeah, the Halo thing. Yeah, you're like I can see your shield is that like you see the visual of their shield going down, so you just tried sprinting towards them Sprint and just melee them, them and, melee. and it yep. takes them out right away. Yeah, yep. it, it's just instinctual. Like you just. Oh yeah, that's right. I did this all the time when I was like in high school or whatever. Should well, I be taking notes or this is <laughs> or uh, like I came around a corner and a guy like I my shield was already down from having been in the firefight. Another enemy comes around the corner and I start doing the thing where you jump and you're aiming down at him and that that works too. Like it's annoying. I oh, realize yeah. if you're not if it happens to you, but it's one of those things that I wouldn't do that in Call of Duty. I'm not going to be like Jim from the office in Call of Duty and sit there and hop in the corner. <laughs> like that doesn't you don't Call really do, you don't do nearly as much of that in those yeah. types of games. But in, in the, those games, it's much more about the the horizontal movement and then sliding and all that stuff. This one's much more about lots of jumping and accurate. I don't know. I I like the way it feels. I I know it's not for everybody. Some people hate the length. What is it? The time to kill. A window like how how much time it can how many bullets it can take to take down yeah. the enemy i think once hmm. you get used to that it's fine but i can see yeah. how if you and like pretty fast so. if you like hardcore modes where it's like one shot one kill super realistic that's cool those those can be fun this just isn't that kind of game um, mm -hmm. yeah i don't, I don't have that about. history with halo so for me it's like i've played a few matches here and there and it's it's fun um I don't like, and, and Kyle was saying that's just what Halo does. I don't like the, like, going into quick play and it just choosing for you, whatever. Like, I kind of just want to do deathmatch. That's just, I prefer that, and it doesn't let me choose that. So it's kind of like, all right, well, that's kind of annoying. At least let me choose. But right. I know that's not the Halo thing, so I get it. I, I respect well, it. Yeah. I feel like there's a way to pick. I guess I haven't dug into the menus deep enough because they kept me walking neither. out. I haven't I, at all. I, think I, you can poked, I thought there around, was a way to pick. It. Okay. okay, maybe there is then, but I swear I poked through it and I was just like, I am not seeing where I can just check off deathmatch and or okay. is it called something else in Halo? Slayer. Slayer is okay. just regular deathmatch, yeah. Okay, so maybe I'll look out for Slayer. So yeah, 
um, thought that you could, but um, anyway, all that to say, I think overall, it's, I, I, I did the same thing as you, Tim, where you're just doing quick play and you're just mm-hmm. satisfied with whatever it throws at you. Yep. Um, but the narrative, the linear narrative game that I was playing, that I've been throwing myself back into, is Last Stop, and it's on Game Pass, so I've been playing on Series S. And uh, before, when I first started playing it, I just described it as low rent Telltale because right. it does feel incredibly low budget. Yeah, I um, thought you gave up on that one. I, I did, but then, I don't know. I was just kind of craving just a story with dialogue choices and walking around. Something simple, but there's still Sounds a story. Like there was one more stop. Am I right? <clears throat> it turns out there was more than one last stop. Uh, but plot, but plot uh, the game follows three characters mainly. And um, I'm on chapter three on all three of them. I think there's six total chapters. Um, so there's 18 total chapters because there's three characters or... Six chapters for each character. The, the yeah. chapters are really short. They're like 20, 30 minutes. So you do them in order? So if, I, if it's like about the three of us, do you do like Dan chapter one and then Dan yeah, chapter two? Yeah, you have two? to go through oh. everybody's chapter one and chapter two first before you can move on okay. um, to the next chapter. Um, okay. But the, each story is different. It's like a Twilight Zone thing where they're not yet connected. They could be by the end of the game. I have no idea yet. But one of them is like a Freaky Friday thing where somebody does a body swap. That's one story. Um, another one is like yeah. there's this... Uh, we still don't know the Twilight Zone aspect of it, but there's this uh, spy person uh, who works for the government at some military branch, unnamed military branch. And uh, I still don't know what... We just know that she's unfaithful, like she cheats on her husband. What a whore. And... <laughs> <laughs> what a whore. Dude, that's all we really know about her, and that she's <laughs> with somebody that's younger than her at her job. But I'm sure there's going to be something that opens up and it becomes like, there's an alien or something. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the, the other story is uh, these kids find a guy that's like, he, it's, it's hard to explain. They find this like mysterious guy in like an empty abandoned like warehouse or pool area. And he's doing something weird where he's lighting up the water all all green. And they're like, what the hell's going on? Is he attacking somebody? Because he, he went in there with somebody. And now that person's gone. Um so they like they knock him out and kidnap him basically just hold him there and that's like i'm in a third chapter now he's still there and they're still holding him hostage and i'm like he could just leave at any time but he's like one of those kind of <laughs> he's kind of one of those weird guys who's got like this energy where he's just very passive about everything that he says and stoic and he's almost like he's there on purpose mm-hmm. um it's part of the mystery. that's a weird story that's a really weird story but there's so there's some interesting stories and then in the gameplay if anybody played, especially if like somebody like Derek turned it on and played it, he'd be like, this is so stupid. What am I doing with my time? Sure. And I get that if people were turned off by this game because it's gameplay wise. There's, I mean, you're just running around and selecting dialogue options. That's all it is. Sure. Yeah. I just want that in my life right now. So if I'm going to play a game like that where I'm running around <laughs> selecting dialogue, I'm going to go get Disco Elysium because that's a game that keeps popping up on my recommendations. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, do I get it? I think it's on sale. For, it was like $10 off on a Steam sale. I was like... It got the final cut now. It doesn't go super yep. cheap. Like that's one game that the price stays pretty high on Disco Elysium. It doesn't usually go drop super low. I was waiting for it to be like five bucks. That game has stayed above definitely twenty, but probably thirty in most sales I've seen. So mm-hmm. I'm waiting. I was waiting for it to dip down. I think right now it's twenty. I want to say on the Steam sale. Maybe it's time to grab it. Because um, I know Kyle and others have had nothing but amazing things. Just, I think it was yeah. Kyle. The writing is incredible about in that, that game. Yeah. It's all about the dialogue and exactly because some novelist wrote the dialogue or whatever. Yeah. So if I because last stop, I, I don't know if it was a combination of what you said about it, but also other reviews I've read on it. I, I don't know. 
Yeah. If, tell you what, if I'm you, just if, like, if at least you, it's free. It's kind of scratching like a linear it, itch for me. If you finish it and come back and let us know that hey, it's got an actually pretty satisfying conclusion to the story, mm-hmm. all right, I'll get, I'll, I'll give it a shot. But, um, but tell me about games for impact. I mean, yeah, are I do. You being, I try to do this every impacted? year. I, w- I try to do this every year where I see the games that are nominated for games of impact or games for impact, whatever the hell the terminology is at the game, a game of the game awards for that, uh, the Kojima awards that Jeff Keighley runs. <laughs> and, uh, awards, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> but he didn't even like win that much that year. Uh, <laughs> Um, but, uh, I try to, I, because I like to feel things. I'm, you know, I'm, a, I sure. like Pixar stuff, things like that make you feel things that are guaranteed. Emotions. That. Emotions. Yeah. Um, but some of the games I've already played, uh, I know Life is Strange Two Col- True Colors got nominated and, um, could win. I don't know. Um, but it, that one's a really good, good game. And there's a, there's another one that I already played that I, I think I'll, oh, Chicory. I think that mm, one, right? Yeah. Was, was yeah. that one of them? I, and I was like, so. what's the impact there? That you want to go play another game? Like, it really impacted me. Dude, your dislike of that game is so funny to me. Because it feels like a game that you should like. like it, it, feel, it feels like it should. Yeah, like it's it's super, super indie. Like, uh, I don't know. It feels like it should be an obscure title that I won't shut the hell up about. But that's the reason that I don't like it more is because people so it's won't. So Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Life is Strange True Colors, Chicory, and No Longer Home. Those are the five. Yeah. Yeah, so I already played two of them. So the other three that I played, uh, that I tried over the last week, uh, No Longer Home was one that I played like 10 minutes of and was like, oh, I don't like this at all. So I turned it off. You no longer wanted to play it? No longer. longer. It is no longer installed. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) What is Um, it? it, Because it's like a, um, it kind of reminds me of Kentucky Route Zero in a sense, where it's kind of like blocky people in in an environment that's, somewhat undefined and yeah, you're yeah, seeing yeah. a lot of space stuff and they're trying pass. to be yes <laughs> sounds like pass uh no at least kentucky route zero has this weird david lynch type story yeah, and that, that seems interesting yeah yeah the story is really interesting in that game um but this one is just like these two people it starts with a prequel that's like i don't know five ten minutes long and they're talking to each other about their own identities and they both go huh i don't really feel like a, they both say something about their gender like, oh, I don't really feel like a boy or, or a woman. And the other one says the same thing. And then they go, wow, I wonder how many planets out there have people on it that are talking about this exact conversation like we are. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what kind of segue Space. is that? Space, <laughs> man. Space. So, so dialogue is like very try hard in like a way that people tend to laugh at indie games. Yeah. Um, and there's really just not a whole lot going on in it. Like you, you have the option eventually of moving the room that you're in around so like you can look at it a different way and interact with a window that's on a different wall okay. and then you can turn it around a different it's stupid i that really seems... didn't like any of that stuff so obviously i understand that crap and then we're talking about it way too long uh so <laughs> let's talk about something derek would probably love and that's boyfriend dungeon i yeah. want to hear about boyfriend dungeon oh i thought tim i thought you played it uh-uh oh damn uh i actually like this game <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hack it's like a little old school hack and slash right yeah like beat, him up, beat him up it's, a, like, it's straight i mean obviously it's a dungeon crawler so you, yeah yeah yeah. But, but i mean there's more to it obviously like i think it people described it as a dating sim or even maybe the developer described it as a dating sim dungeon right. crawler yep and the dating sim stuff is interesting like this this game takes place in a world i'm kind of on the fence about the concept of it um the the game takes place in a world where <laughs> 
people can turn into weapons. Right. Sure. I knew your boyfriends were your weapons. I knew that. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Some women can change. So the person that you're playing, can you can decide if she's going to be bi or whatever. You can uh-huh. decide that in the game. So some women can do that too or whatever. Whatever gender can turn into a weapon. Some Not everybody can turn into a weapon though. Um, so, I mean, that's that's the weirdest part to me. Like, I'm like, why did you add this? You could still do a dating sim without having me grab a dude who's a weapon. <laughs> and just beating the shit out of yeah. somebody with them. Like, <laughs> But everything else about it is, like, actually cool. Like, the dating sim stuff could work. You just don't have to include the weapon stuff. I like that they quote just want by it. itself. You could do this without having me grab a dude. Like I, that <laughs> yeah. quote, a dude who's itself. a weapon. Like it, it's really weird to grab a dude's weapon. Why are you objectifying me? Say. Literally. Uh, there's other concepts though. Like the first tutorial has you go to the mall, and the enemies that are spawning are like people's fears in the mall and stuff. Like it could oh. be people's social anxieties or something causing monsters too. to appear. Um, and I thought that was really cool. I was like, oh, that's that's a cool way to generate monsters in this world. Otherwise, that wouldn't make sense. Um, and it's kind of an open wide thing, too. Like, you can always go back to your apartment after you uh, you die or whatever. Because, of course, you're going to die in this game. It's kind of like a Hades in that way. Like, you're okay. expected to die, get XP from your run, and go back to your apartment. Okay, so it's got the roguelike elements to it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but, but then when you leave your apartment, you have, like, the whole city open wide like you can go to different stores and stuff if you wanted to go on different dates um so i actually like this game even though it sounds really stupid like all of it sounds so stupid it but... just sounds quirky and weird but it's yeah. like if it's fun to play and you know again i don't know the impact i don't <laughs> what's the impact of that? I'm, I'm, guessing it, I don't... I'm guessing it has to do with the, the dating kind part of fluidity and who you date and who you love that's yeah, my guess yeah, yeah. That, and i guess it's an entire game about consent because you're not just grabbing things and if you do somebody the person goes whoa can't just grab <laughs> you like that or whatever because <laughs> the weapons will talk to you you know um sure. yeah i don't some some of the things make you roll your eyes about it but most of most of it's fun i can't believe do you i like think this game anyone who needs to hear the message about consent is gonna play this game? no okay. they're gonna turn it off and uninstall it like within two seconds they'll be like this is <laughs> sure. the dumbest crap that's what's so I've funny to me seen. about certain messages of certain games it's like yeah. who is this for because yeah people that you need to hear this are never gonna <laughs> play this game yeah. but anyway, right whatever it's yeah fine. i yeah, it's going to be lost on all everybody that needs to hear that message, Look, I guess. This one is one of those games that's easy to make fun of because the concept is so silly and it looks so ridiculous. And yet mm-hmm. it also kind of looked like, I bet you this is kind of fun. Like the It's really fun. And again, combo. Game Pass. Game Pass, man. Oh, yeah. is it on Game Pass? Yeah, this is on Game Pass. I played it for free. I forgot about that. Yeah, thank God. So uh, basically, <laughs> this is going to be one of the main things on our thumbnail, is what you're saying. Just that shirtless oh, guy man. in the front, right? Just have him as like. I, actually, the artwork is actually pretty fun. Whenever the <laughs> weapon does turn into a dude, sure, and reveals themselves, the artwork is really fun. It reminds me like of uh, like '90s arcade games or something. Like I don't. It's hard to yeah, yeah, yeah. pin it down. All right, Tim. Bo- uh, Boyfriend Dungeon is going to be on the thumbnail. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> if you could actually for our game of the year episodes, if you could make sure to have a good unpacking and boyfriend dungeons combo on yes just put cool. like a shoe from unpacking in it be perfect <laughs> well i'm just, just gonna get that the, i'm gonna get the box and just the have box the box with a little and have a boyfriend out. yes have the boyfriend yeah, poking out, out, of, yeah, the poking out of the box yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go um before your eyes was the only other one that i played and i got all the way through it's like a two-hour game and it's like five bucks on steam um and this one you have to use your webcam for blinking is a big part 
of I think this is the only game that's ever done this, where blinking is a big part of moving the story forward. Okay. Um, and the webcam does record your blinks. They calibrate it right at the beginning of the game, so you know you can you can tell that the game is picking up your blinking correctly. So you know they they kind of work iron out all those details at the very beginning before you have any could have any technical issues going forward. Okay. But um, I didn't have any issues with the blinking part at all. Um, I actually that's didn't cool have any idea. issues with the game at all. It's just, yeah, it's actually a pretty cool idea. Um, it's just the fact that, you know, that's, it's an entirely, it's clearly an indie game in the sense that it felt like a very small team worked on this and they meant to make it like a cinematic type experience where it's like two hours and you're done. Would have been cool if it was something longer, but I guess I get it. You can only make a game about blinking for so long. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, but right. there is there is a reason for the blinking. Like they explain it at the beginning. Like you um, you kind of start in the game as a uh, a soul that's been plucked out of the water by this um, ferryman, so they call him. So you're this person that's already died, and he plucks you out of the water as a soul, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to use you to go up to the whoever it is that admits you to heaven or whatever." And use you as an example to get in a good word with myself. Like they're basically trying to use you to um, further their career as a ferryman, I guess. <laughs> okay. Like so, he's like Charon, right? Isn't that his name? Char Charon. Char oh, anyway. from um, Hades. Yeah. Oh, maybe I don't know enough about. I didn't play enough Hades apparently to pay attention. Well, to and that. it's also just like that Greek mythology. Yeah, I think there's a mythology person that yeah. it's yeah. it's a mirror of or whatever at least. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so that's like the start of the story. And so you're kind of he kind of tells you, OK, I have to know every detail about your life now. So basically, you're just reliving this person, this dead person's memories. Gotcha. And um, each blink takes you further into their life, like each time you blink. So hmm. there are some stories you have to sit there for and like you can't blink. It's they're not trying to torture you or anything, but <laughs> it's not like a super long time. You have to not blink. Yeah. But um there are some where it's like uh, you'll hear a, char a character say something, and um, if you blink, the, it goes right to the next screen, hmm. uh, to, right to the next scene. And but if Blanking, you stay on you'll that, miss it. if you stay on that screen, something will pop up on the screen that shows as interact, like you can interact with it. Dude, you move knowing that I'm not supposed to blink makes me want to blink so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. There's I'm like, a wait, part I, of the very, my eyes are getting really dry. At the very end, god damn it, this is an emotional game. It's such an emotional game. Uh, at the very oh, end. It. Um, at the very end, they, there is, there are, I think they're encouraging you to blink and react a certain oh, way by the very gotcha. end of it. Because blink it's like tears. the way, the way it's swat. Yeah. I blink mean, God, I had, I was blink crying so hard, dude. I'm not even going to lie. Um, uh, <laughs> Hey bitch, man, it's it happened sometimes, dude. <laughs> sometimes, you know, if Derek had been able to join us tonight, this is when he would have hung up the yeah. phone. Yeah. Yeah. Have. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Would have been sitting there all just angry, just I just, super I angry. I just want to thank you on behalf of our entire uh, host group as well as the listening audience that you're playing these games, so no one else has to. So I yeah, do appreciate. Exactly. It. Um, I hope at least somebody else plays before your before your eyes because I felt it was an interesting enough concept and the story was really really good. Yeah. Um, it's to the point where I this is my favorite for the category like. Because I felt like it fit the impact part perfectly in terms cool. of gameplay and story. Like it's hmm. doing something interesting with the gameplay and the story is just like yeah. gonna just knock you on and your ass. And that's fair to say that for that for that category. It doesn't mean that yeah. you, it was your favorite game right. of those, it's just for that no. category. Makes sense. Yeah. Um just I was looking for at the purposes. I was looking at the best game of the year list and I 
I finished half of them. So I finished Resident Evil Village, Psychonauts 2, and Metroid Dread. I've played a good amount of two of them in Deathloop and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, although I haven't finished either of those. And I haven't even, as Jeff would say, diddled uh, It Takes Two. <laughs> so I need to play It Takes Two because I would feel bad, you know, of all you the like that one. I need to try it. You can't diddle that by yourself, though. You got to diddle with a friend. I know. Yeah, me and Kyle have been talking about wanting to play that game ever since it came out, and we haven't done it yet. <laughs> Still not happening. And that came out like in he, March. He tried to do it couch co op with one of his roommates, and his roommate was just like, This is not for me, dude. Because <laughs> it's just a super quirky, weird yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> I tried playing with my wife, and she's just not as, like, you know, much of a, like, a gamer, so to speak, as I am. Like, no. so there's definitely certain moments where, like, she's just like, like this, there's a part where like this, like you're fighting a certain like insect that's large because you're small, and like she just couldn't get the twitch shooting part of it, like because she's just mm. not used to playing something. That like makes that. sense. So, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But, Am I the only uh, one that might end up having to defend Rift Apart on this podcast? No, I, 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 like, I, like I said with Deathloop, I've played a lot of it. I, I haven't played played, more I haven't of it. played. I played it. a little bit more of it this past week. Like beautiful and fun game. Like I, I will. Oh my gosh, dude! I'll try to so, give it yeah. its due diligence. I haven't finished it. Um, I also don't think it's, um, I don't think it's the best game of the year. But I do think it was great. It was really great. I like it better than. It's Death fantastic, League. man. Yeah, uh, I mean, I do too for sure. Yeah. Um, but Dan, anything that you've played over the Thanksgiving week? Um, so mostly watching, which we can discuss in a moment. Um, Arcane, which, dude. Um, but I actually, so what a dream, I, right? I, well, I haven't finished it yet, but goddamn, it's. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. discuss that in a second. But I think I, we might I, be in the same boat then. I'm not done with it either. Yeah, um, I redownloaded actually uh, the 2019 Modern Warfare, which we were talking about a second Sweet. ago. Yeah, um, yeah, because it was half off, and I was like, you know what? Like this, it, it, I'm not a Call of Duty bro, but like that game, just I actually like the multiplayer. It is fun, um, and I think it's it's I think it's like the best um, controlling Call of Duty that they've ever made. And I think it might be their best campaign personally. I loved that. Yeah. Game. But, and I haven't really played like I've definitely played less than half of the Call of Duties overall. Um, so I I just don't have like the most like, you know, detailed experience with the whole series. But yeah, it's just yeah, great campaign. But like, I think the multiplayer is fun. It's just it's, multiplayer is good on that it's one. smooth, yeah. like just the running to like just kind of sliding just feels good. The shooting feels good. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a fun game to play. Um, and then, like, so I said, you support the abuse of employees at Activision? Yes, that's cool. absolutely. That's good to know. Absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm pro abuse, definitely. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm pro this, abuse. Yes, <laughs> I'm pro abuse. <laughs> um, but it's, it's kind I of get anything done without it. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You can't make the big bucks unless you know. No, never mind. It's yeah, all, I'm glad, it's, it's all probably better that you stopped. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Skyrim also still just playing that uh, a little bit. I, I, I backed away from Forza a little just because I was playing a, a bit more of uh, Skyrim mostly. Yeah. Um, but but the wife and I, um, actually speaking of, because you were mentioning Prison Architect, and I was like, oh, uh, building stuff. Um, that DLC for Animal Crossing, my wife and I have been playing. It's actually really fun, and it's actually pretty meaty. Like, it's a good, it's a good chunk. It's a chunky slice of new stuff. Mm, chunky slice. Is. Chunky slice. Um, and it is actually really cool because it's a whole separate island, and um, it's almost like literally... So in the main game, you can have... Was it 10 people on your island? Eight or 10? Which oh, isn't yeah. too much. But uh, on the vacation island, basically, you go to the vacation island, but then, like, when you pull up, like, you're like, all right, I'm going to offer this person a vacation home. It'll pull up a grid. Um, and there's essentially 30 spots. So you can have at least 
30 people on the island. Um, vacation, vacation homes. Yeah. Um, and then later on, you can actually do like so you can do roommates. So you can actually split some of those um, some of those uh, homes in half and then have like two people living in the same home on two different gotcha. floors. So but yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, if you like Animal Crossing, it's it's definitely like enough stuff where it's like, oh, OK, this actually feels worth it um, to spend the money. Or if you paid for the expansion, which we did, we just got the expansion and that DLC just comes with it. So we didn't have to pay extra for it. So um, it's funny you bring up Animal Crossing because my sorry, three year old brought in. I don't know where he found this. It was tucked in some toy box or some bin somewhere deep in the bowels of the house. Who knows where he got it from? <laughs> but he brought in. It was like one of our, we have so many th- little DS or 3DS cases, like little yeah. travel cases that the kids have used over the years. And this one actually still had. Uh, a working 3ds xl so i needed i was like Ooh, let me oh just, really? let me take <laughs> like that, the buddy. actual system like, yeah so i had the system but it also wow. had a bunch of games that i thought were just lost and i was like that's ah, a bummer that i lost but i keep my most important ones in my case that's in sure. my room like like for example my my ds copy of chrono trigger no one's taken that that's staying no. you know, oh, no. so so. which is by the way the, the best way to play chrono trigger i'll still stand by that is the ds version is amazing um but uh Anyway, in there was Animal Crossing. And so that essentially has now become like a Christmas present for my daughter, who's been very interested in Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, but I thought, hey, we already own this one. I don't want to spend another, what is it, probably 50 bucks if I wanted to get it on sale. I think now it has gone this... on sale like once in a while, but. A 45 or something. Yeah, probably like 40, yeah. Um, but anyway, we've already got it on the 3DS. We got the 3DS version. And I've heard that people who love Animal Crossing love that version. So. Sure. I'll just throw her that one and see if she likes it. But yeah, yeah. That was a... Yeah. It, this nice is the only discovery. it's the only Animal Crossing I've ever played, so I I can't compare um, to the older ones. But um, yeah, it is it is fun, and um, it's with the with the vacation homes. It's cool that you don't have to like go collect resources to build the things like you do on your island. Like you have to go like find stuff to like build the new like dresser or whatever. Like on the vacation island DLC, you basically are just like you just have access to those things. Gotcha. So it's just kind of fun to sort of, you know, just put mix and match things and you don't have to worry about all those extra details. So nice. Yeah, yeah it's nice. fun. It's fun. And by the way, for those who are listening, you have until I believe Tuesday night or Wednesday this week. So if you're listening to this shortly after it comes out, um, the Steam sale is still going on. There's a lot of really good deals. Um, I spent a little money there. I also went to CD Keys. Which, listen, some people don't like sites like that because they feel a little sketchy. They're probably mm. not run out of the USA. Depends on the buyer or the seller that you get it from. Um, I mean, just just check the ratings, guys. That's all I'm saying. Check the ratings. But I I kind of splurged a little bit and got – I've pre-ordered in for Elden Ring now for Steam. And I've got mm. – um, that's where I bought Life is Strange was from there as well. And a few other games for super, super, super cheap. Um, even cheaper than the current Steam sale version. And it, all it did was give me the Steam key. And I unlock, so it's in my Steam library now. I just mm. bought it on a different platform. So, um, all that to say, there's some really good sales still going on. If you want to pad out the library a little bit, like I did. Um, nice. All right, let's close things out with stuff that we're watching. <coughs> I'll mention real quick before you guys gush about Arcane because I do want to hear about Arcane. Um, we went to see Encanto, the new Disney movie. Uh, I'm excited I, for that. I do highly recommend it. It's very sweet, very sweet little movie. I don't think Disney knocks it out of the park every time, but this one's a great one. Like if you, obviously it's going to be compared to Moana a lot because it's got Lin-Manuel Miranda doing the 
Um, oh, okay. The music and oh my I God, believe he's a lot of the, so busy this year. The, he, um, a lot of the same people are involved, I believe, because a lot of the art style there's some okay. similarities. But and even when it first starts, I was kind of like, didn't we just see Coco? Like I feel like a lot of this is, but it it gave me it, Coco vibes. Yeah, it's very different. It's got its own. Okay. It's got its own thing. It's not music like Coco is very music centered, and even mm-hmm. though there's still the family vibe, and yes, they both happen to be from Hispanic countries. One's okay. Mexico, one's Colombia. One is really centered on the culture of Mexico. This one's just about this family, and they literally could be lit. The story doesn't have to take place anywhere necessarily. Like it's sure. just about that specific family. So, um, so anyway, it's not it's not really like any of those other ones. I thought it was really great, very sweet. Kind of I can't good, wait to see it, man. Good message in the end, and all that kind of stuff. And the songs were great, very. Cre- My son actually said to me as as a credits rolling, he was like, "That reminded me of a lot of like the Hamilton songs," and I was like, "It's the same guy." <laughs> No, Same I, guy hope, I hope it would. <laughs> um, and, and he did Moana, well, too. Well, I'm like, out. Well, have you seen Vivo? Have you seen Vivo? On I haven't watched, it, haven't watched it yet. Because that's another Lin-Manuel movie. Right, but... Also, I, Tick, Tick, Boom, he directed that. He's super busy dude, this I year. I don't know. There's, there, I think there's multiple versions of him. That's what I'm convinced yeah. of. Like, Tick, Tick, yeah. Boom's an interesting one because he directed it, but it was somebody else's script, and the play or the musical had already existed before, so they're not his songs. And it's based it's off somebody, of a guy who wrote yeah. a musical. Rent. Yeah, so, it's like based anyway, on the guy that wrote Rent, primarily. Wrote Rent, specifically. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I do recommend Encanto. It's really good. I don't recommend Home Sweet Home Alone. We watched that on Disney+. Plus. But listen. Oh, you no, get, who saw that coming? Nobody saw that uh, coming. But you get, <laughs> I mean, you get what you pay for, I guess. That's true. Um, I mean, it's direct <laughs> to Disney+, Plus original movie. It's, listen, my kids laughed really hard. They thought it was great. They loved some of the modern updates to some of the stuff they do with some of the hijinks. It's it's pretty bad. It's not like Snow Buddies level bad. If you ever watch those <laughs> Snow Buddies, <laughs> if you ever watch those absolutely horrible movies, it's just you know it's just not great. It's sure. It, it, my it's my a, brother was telling me that the the thieves this time the uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stearns of the movie, if you will, <laughs> had a legitimate reason to break into the house and get something. Yeah, it's an interesting to the point way to where make you're like you're like I'm kind of rooting for them now. Like the kids being kind of a dick to them. They're almost the hero. The whole thing is now a misunderstanding as opposed to two mean robbers trying to okay. come. Okay. Yeah. So it's all a misunderstanding sort of. And you actually, they are kind of more the the heroes because you really get their story. And his is a pretty straightforward, was left home alone and parties and then notices creepers coming in his house and fights them off. It doesn't really dig into the kid. Like Macaulay Culkin was the centerpiece of Home Alone. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, this one's not. So it's just, it's different. But listen. It's what you expect when you get a remake, or I it's guess true. you could call they they do a funny callback with a certain character who was from the original movie. I thought that was kind of funny the way they did that. But Buzz Biff, right? Is it the brother yeah. or uh, Buzz or Buzz? Yeah. Buzz, yeah. Biff is Back to the Future. Back yes, to the future. Back to the Future. So, thank you. Listen, I don't necessarily recommend it, but if you have kids and nephews, whatever you know, nieces and nephews or whatever, if you're gonna be around kids in the holidays, it's not a bad one to sit and watch with kids. There's a few funny moments. Ellie Kemper is super charming as one of oh, the robbers, well, like, per usual. Um, but um, and actually, all the actors are fine. It's no one's fault. It's just not a great, not a great movie. But it's not. I'm bummed cool. by that because the cast is actually pretty good. There's f- in terms of comedic actors, I'm like, oh, that's a good cast for. I always have to separate myself from Tim. The like, movie critic isn't even a thing. But like Tim, like just me, the individual watching it, and then me, the dad sitting by my kids, laughing at sure. dumb things like yeah. someone farted in someone's face, and they're dying <laughs> laughing. I mean, that's a good time. I'm going to laugh with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I was it's just kind of like those Minions movies or whatever. You're like, this is the worst garbage ever, <laughs> yes. but my kids love it. Dude, <clears throat> I legitimately like that first Despicable Me movie. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I think the first one is actually yeah, decent. I like, I like it too. All right. So yeah. anyway, I don't, I do recommend Encanto highly, and we're going to rewatch it once it's out on streaming platforms. I really want 
the subtitles because the songs especially move so fast mm. and they they actually do a lot of background and setup and character development in the songs and it can be mm. tough to track with what they're saying and this is very Lin-Manuel Miranda he did it in Hamilton too that took me multiple watches to kind of pick up on everything that was being said and communicated so yeah, I had uh, to watch that with subs a third time I think I watched so it. this yeah. is this is gonna be a good one I mean my kids said this too like it'd be fun to watch it at home because I want to read the words that I couldn't understand what they were saying in that one song and so that doesn't mean you can't understand the movie. It's just one of those things where, you know, you're like, yeah. they, they explained something right there. And I think I missed it because it was so fast. And you, and you know that Lynn's wordplay is going to make it like super. Dude, the wordplay in the song, you'll love it. If you super like it, amazing, too, once yeah, you finally understand it. the wordplay in the songs it. is, is really, yeah. really great. So I, I liked it a lot. Um, I have, in terms of things we're watching, there's also sales on uh, Vudu is what I primarily use. V-U-D-U um, to buy movies in 4K quality. Um because that app just gives me the best quality on my TV. But yeah, they're doing tons of Black Friday sales or Thanksgiving week sales. And I bought uh, Free Guy, Black Widow, Quiet Place 2, the first Quiet hmm. Place, and Inglorious Bastards for 25 bucks. Does so, that sync I'm up with saying. Movies Anywhere, do you know? Or I think Prime? so. I think so. Because Movies Anywhere is like, did Walmart buy them or something? Or does it sync up with Prime? Because I like when you can have shared libraries across those accounts, you know? Uh, actually, let me check. I think it does stick up with Prime. I, I think I did turn on synchronization on that. Um, but it also depends on the studio. Because sometimes That's a movie true. studio like, will I be like... I feel like it's Lionsgate or someone won't let... Yeah, someone it. won't do it. Um, where are my movies? Now I have to find my movies. My stuff. Here it is. Purchases and rentals. Movies. Yeah, they're all here. Actually, they're not all here. The Quiet Place movies are not here. So I guess it depends on the studio, but yeah, it's synchronization. Yeah, you can turn that on um, from Vudu. Nice. Or I guess Movies Anywhere does that for you. It syncs all the movies across like YouTube, Vudu, and Amazon and stuff. That's well, pretty I, cool. I mostly want to hear about Arcane, but give me like the the, the elevator pitch for Eight uh, Bit Christmas and Beatles. Oh, Eight Bit Christmas is super easy. Uh, it's Christmas Story with Nintendo. Oh. Is that out already? Oh, with Neil Patrick Harris? My yeah, Neil sister, Patrick my Harris. My sister yeah. and uh, her fiancé were telling me about it. I didn't know yeah. it was out yet. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Um, right. It's entertaining, man. It, it it literally is Christmas story. Like, Neil Patrick Harris is explaining to his kid what it was like when he was a kid, and he really, really wanted like to be the neighborhood kid with a Nintendo. Yeah, the trailer yeah. hooked me on this one. I want to see this one. Yeah, definitely see it, because it's got nostalgia, and they talk about the Power Glove and how everybody was so hyped <laughs> nice. for it and how it ended up being a piece of garbage. And, well, all uh, the neighborhood kids are gathered at the one kid's house who yeah. has a Nintendo, and they're offering him stuff. Like, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, yeah, it's actually, I mean, it's, it's a good family movie. I think, honestly, there's a lot of good family humor in it. Mm. Um. Uh, even just watching it alone, I had a good time with it just for purely right, I didn't for like, the that was out Nintendo already. nostalgia I gotta, stuff. We gotta watch yeah. that one. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Um, Beatles Get Back, I just had to mention because I dedicated eight hours of my life to it. And uh, it's really long. Um, but Peter Jackson directed it in the sense that he took all the footage and it was like 160 hours of footage. And he chopped it down over several years and wow. uh, and restored it to like HD or whatever, Ultra HD 4K quality. And it looks amazing. And and if you are a oh, he's it. having the camera problem again. God uh, damn it! <laughs> is this the one you just told Kyle to buy? Because this yes. is not a good ad for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kyle, don't do it. All right, so this is a this is a docu series. The Beatles get yeah, back. it's in three parts, and okay. they're all like two hours, two plus hours each. Um, it just depends on your tolerance of one of the 
best arguably one of the best bands of all time just sitting around and talking and trying to iron out their details on what would become their final album so Um, i'll say something that some people don't like when i say this but they don't actually hear what i'm saying i still think the beatles are one of the most important and influential bands of all time there's no doubting that i do not sit there and listen to them on repeat as one of my favorite bands to listen to and I don't know how to say that without insulting people who love the Beatles. Like, I don't necessarily think of them as one of my favorite bands to currently listen to now because I don't know what it, what it is about the old style. Something about it that you just doesn't You acknowledge their importance. I mean... But, dude, I think they are they are the linchpin, and they changed music in a way that very few other acts could yeah. ever claim to have. I just I was, don't, um, I just I don't ex- put them on my Spotify playlist. I was explaining it to, uh, yeah. to Kyle that I just – I adore their songs from, like, a songwriting perspective, even if, like, I can't – Yes. bear to listen to some of them sing it it drives me crazy uh, lennon's yes. voice is just good god man uh <laughs> yes but they wrote they wrote songs that now people have copied for decades and still copy uh to this day and yeah. people would listen to it now and go like well it sounds like everything else that's because they did it first they did it before yeah. anybody else yeah they did and, and you know what the movie explains uh, they're trying to set everything up in the first like 10 15 minutes of the movie to explain why the beatles are where they're at in their careers because they're all like in their 30s when they film when they uh, film this footage, um, everything that they accomplished was in one decade. That is insane. That is yeah. insane yeah. <laughs> um, to become that like is. one of the biggest bands of all time uh, to the point where you're playing on a rooftop in your last performance and people don't even need to see you. And then they, they haven't even heard the music before. And they go, that's the Beatles, right? Yep. That's the Be- they know it's the Beatles. They don't even need to see them to know it's the Beatles. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's some really cool moments in it. You could see some of the bickering, too. George Harrison quit the band, uh, like, a few days into rehearsals for the, the rooftop performance. Um, but you could see how quickly things kind of spiral and change because it wasn't supposed to be a rooftop performance. It was supposed to be something else, hmm. like a TV show or something like that. And um, it was supposed to be, like, a big return for the band. But ultimately, they ended up, you know, disbanding um, in the fall of that year. Uh, so so they didn't you know they it's it's a good peek into what ended up causing the breakup of the band um for some people that it's already documented pretty well what what happened but yeah. it's 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 still cool to see most of it is them just being cool bros that's like yeah. most of it is them just dicking around a guitar because people playing. have done the drama pieces of it before the Lennon yeah. assassination and all the things that so <clears> that's interesting to me that it's more from what I've heard and what you're saying, it's a lot of just behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people haven't seen pieced just together this casual way. Casual conversations. That's cool. And so if you're a Beatles favorite, fan, it's a no brainer to watch. Yeah. This. Even if you're a moderate fan like me, because I don't have the history on any of this, some of this was very enlightening for me. Um, like watching them like play horrible versions of their songs on purpose just for laughs. <laughs> that was just the best part of all of it. Like yeah, nice. they, they were playing the. Um, Two of us wearing raincoats, that song. Yeah. And uh, they were doing like Scottish accents during it. We're on our way home. Instead of doing that, they were going, we're on our way home. Him. Yeah, yeah. It was, they were it just was ridiculous. dudes who were messing around. <clears throat> yeah. Just they, jamming. So it's just the best parts of it were like them just being bros. And, uh, and, and nice. yes, there is some bickering that they did capture. But like mm. and some of my favorite parts were like the more passive aggressive moments where like Paul McCartney's explaining a part of his song. <laughs> And you can see the other bandmates are just bored to tears. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, we're gonna do get back, yeah, get back. It's gonna be great, yeah. We're gonna talk about the arrangement, and John Lennon's just like, 
<laughs> just like falling asleep <laughs> in his face. It's just so funny. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's All worth right. it for, for those people that, that are fans like I am, basically. And you guys chatted about Cowboy Bebop a little bit last week already or no? Did you not? I don't remember because I think it dropped on I, Friday. So. I haven't okay. watched it yet at all. So yeah. I know I Kyle looking... finished it and I don't want to speak for him, but he has emphasized that he liked it and he doesn't know why critics hated it. But right. he can expand well, on that later. I'm well, half definitely and I really like it. Yeah, It's definitely because the actual anime is like it's very um, has like a cult following. So mm-hmm. I, I think this pretty much was just doomed no matter what, as far as like those people just, you know, they're they're sitting there with their arms crossed like, yeah, all right, go ahead, do it, do it. Well, I, I remember then, trying you know. to start the anime. This was a long time ago and I could not get into it. I'm wondering if I could watch this show and enjoy it, not really knowing anything about the anime. Sure. I think you'll sure. appreciate the style because I know that the style is obviously borrowing from the anime, but it's also doing its own thing separately yeah. in terms of color and use yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm getting a lot out of it. I mean, so far, I'm having not watched, you haven't watched the anime either, right? I'm I only watched like four episodes of the anime. Okay. So I'm familiar with like some of the stuff that they were copying from or adapting from those episodes. At so. least the styling of it, right? And the yeah. characters a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, maybe I'll give it a shot if I can do it without needing any background on the. I'm enjoying it. John Cho is really good for that role, and the guy who plays uh, Jet Black is uh, I've only seen him in like Luke Cage. Um, he's great. That's a perfect role for him. And uh, Faye Valentine's, uh, she's a mouthy light lady. That's uh, <laughs> sure, sure. She curses up a storm. Um, but but, the but she's not half, she's not half naked. So blah blah. blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's All right. Well, like tell me about Arcane because if you tell me that there's a show or game that's League of Legends related <laughs> that I should care about, I'm not gonna believe you. But everyone's talking about Arcane. <laughs> Yeah, I think like, Dan and I might be uh, somewhat at the same. I'm four episodes in, so I just finished I'm, the fourth one an hour ago. I'm like just dumbfounded by how amazing the show is. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's like I literally don't care. I don't care about mobas. I've never played a moba. I will never play a moba. I don't mm-hmm. care about League of Legends. Holy shit, this show is fantastic. And you, like, yeah. so you went into this knowing nothing, just starting. Yeah, literally, yeah. and Same that's here. okay. Because yeah. I kept hearing, I kept hearing that. I'm sure Jeff, you did too. That like yeah. people were saying, like, no, don't worry, you don't actually have to know anything about League of Legends. Like, you could just jump in and watch this. I, I, I don't actually know what the direct connection is to the game. I don't know if it's like just set in the same world or like these. These are characters in the games. Okay, so they are so like directly like from Vi the and uh, Jinx or whatever her name is um, before that. Powder, powder. Yeah, I think they're. So both those are heroes games. you can use in League of Legends, basically. I don't think they're. I don't know if they're playable or not, but they're certainly okay. part of the story in the game. I gotcha. Okay. At least that's okay. what I googled. Very briefly. <laughs> I, I didn't want to look into it more than that. I just wanted yeah. to know what was the connection here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude. Like, oh my, the visuals are just insane. Stunning. Like, yeah. It just it yeah it, it really is like it it is just like I think maybe you said it's kind of like Spider Man but like minus like sort of that like um overlay of the comic booky look to it yeah that Spider Verse yeah. had um right and and they were going for like a comic book thing where it was like kind of like um I don't know it was almost like stop, borderline stop motion where every yeah, every yeah, yeah. frame was kind of like janky in a way yeah on purpose um. They don't do that here. It's definitely a blend of uh, what I read is it's a blend of hand drawn and CG. Yeah. And it shows like you can see the hand drawn yeah. like characteristics, but they CG the crap out of the actual animation. And it, it just looks amazing, man. It, it's it really does. It, it does. And the story is is really like it. So I 
Um, I finished episode four yesterday, so... Oh, okay, we're in the same spot then, that's cool. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, so episode basic... four does a time jump, which is really yes. cool. I love yes. that about the um, show so far. It, it gets dark, which oh, I just... Yeah. Again, I didn't have any expectations, I didn't know anything, so like... Yeah, it's, it doesn't pull punches, so it just, you know, something happens at the end of episode three, you're like, oh, damn, like, okay, they yeah. did that, they did that, and then and then it jumps ahead. So then there's sort of like kind of what's going on. I don't know how many years. They don't actually specify. You can just tell um, by one of the characters being grown up, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely like older. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just it's it's them it's them younger in the first three episodes to kind of just get to know the main characters. I mean, there's two specific ones that are important that then go mm -hmm. into the time jump. But um, and then there's like this whole story story arc with like so like science seems to be a really big thing in this world. Um, and magic is like kind of like forbidden. It seems like. Yeah, I think um, magic users kind of like with Wheel of Time with the how women can only use magic because men get corrupted in that show, okay, or that book or whatever. Um, it's kind of like the same thing where magic users are kind of like born with it, the ability to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, right, and right, you, right. You can't. You're and this one guy wants to manufacture magic. Basically. Yeah, he wants to combine science and magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just anybody can use it to, for the betterment of of mankind, not for like cor you know corrupting and doing bad things, which which is what their concern is. They yeah. they're like this is dangerous. Like we we can't just like be giving magic to anybody. He's like no, I want to I want to make this so people can have their lives be easier and like yeah. So there's like kind of like it doesn't a, always this, work out that way though. It's just yeah, it's kind of like right. Tony Stark developing the nuclear whatever weapons. And... <laughs> sure. I mean, there's obviously. Yeah, shit's gonna hit the fan, obviously. Of course, that. otherwise it wouldn't be a show, right? You have to right. have somebody be overly noble for some reason, yeah. so you can have it backfire. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's just the, the 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 writing is definitely very good. The characters are very interesting. The time jump of like the, the two main characters that carry over to that time jump, um, mm. that dynamic is interesting. I, I, I'm I'm curious when they like kind of meet back up, like how that's gonna go down. Um, it's almost actually a little bit of I don't know if you would agree because I heard so her name is Jinx now is that what it was in the time think, jump? yeah yeah um almost like Harlequin vibes a little bit right L a little bit a little yeah. bit kind of um she's just really got really some, twisted yeah she's definitely got some mental instability yeah. because of what For, happened when she was younger yeah yeah a certain reason but um yeah yeah it it's it's absolutely worth watching just this is Netflix yeah. Yeah. yeah, Netflix. And um, they got it, Haley Steinfeld to voice Vi, who's like the main character. And they've already uh, announced season two, it sounds like. Huh? Yes. So yes, I'm excited that's what I heard. That. Yeah. That always um, helps me want to dive into a show if I know that, hey, when this season's over, now I can go. In. Like, there's something about that that I love knowing I know. that more, more of it's coming. That's what Kyle and I are worried about with Cowboy Bebop. Like, he loved the season, <laughs> and I'm liking it a lot right now. They have now. not announced another they season. They have not announced sure. anything with that show, and we're like, come sure. on, man. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of bull crap you sequelize. I mean, come on, bro. Give us a Cowboy yeah. Bebop season two. Yeah, speaking um, of uh, follow-up seasons, I am planning on rewatching The Witcher because we only have about three more weeks until the next season yeah. of Witches. It's back. I can't wait. That comes yeah. out... Does that come out the same not, day? As I want to say it's the on. 19th. There's yeah. another show that comes out around the same time that I'm as excited about. I don't well, think you guys have me season, sold though. to try Arcane. I, mean, I am going to give it a shot. Yeah. Oh, nine. yeah. It's the day before. Uh, this, the day before um, The Witcher, McGruber comes out. McGruber. <laughs> <laughs> McGruber. Um... There's nine episodes of Arcane. They're 40 yep. minutes long, give or take. Some are like a couple extra minutes. So it's not I'm super it's long. Been, I'm wondering if it's because they do expect it to kind of take off and they want it to eventually be on syndication on like Cartoon Network or something like that. Yeah. 
Dude, I honestly give me like six more seasons of this show. Like I don't like yeah. it's just it just looks really good, I, and I'm yeah. I'm telling I can't you, believe how good it is. It's not it's not right. Yes. Anything attached to legal legends has to suck. By <laughs> I, know. Not right. I know that's what that's my assumption. That's my default position. But yeah, that's yeah. cool. I'm glad it's, that it's, it's good. Shockingly good, absolutely. And the Talk- score too is like yes. Although, oh my I, god, I don't I don't like that intro song of like what is that like? Oh no, the, it's like a neon pop, dragon like, song. Yeah, like, whatever it, it is. It's like, almost like an Im- isn't it an Imagine Dragon song? I'm or imagine sure it literally is Imagine like, Dragons. Yeah. Like, I think it give is. Me the, give me the orchestral thing. Like, why do they have to do like some Imagine Dragons nonsense? Yeah, because like, all the orchestra stuff was like just oh, it yeah, is amazing Dragons, when it swells up uh, during the song epic called scenes Enemy. 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah it is Imagine oh, Dragons. <laughs> all right. So this one, this one, terrible. con. This one con about the show. It's the but at least show. at least you get to use a skip intro seg- uh, button. Yes. Yes. Put right, that to use for once. All right. Well, that does it for us this week. A lot of sales. Don't forget those. A lot of sales coming up. Make sure you yeah. treat yourself if you need to. That's treat what I've been yourself. doing. Yeah, and uh, grabbing some games here and there as we get Best ready to start. I know, Jeff, you're getting ready to head into the vacation, but I am getting ready to jump back Just into started. a full, full week of work again. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah. But thank, thank uh, you guys. R.I.P. you. Yeah, I know. Poor me. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here. Derek and Kyle, Godspeed with whatever you're doing, wherever you are. <laughs> Godspeed, Spider-Man. We, we, we miss one of you. All right. Have a great week. <laughs> Guess which one. <laughs> See ya.